Happy New Year, Saturday Night Freak Show listeners. This is a special edition of the Saturday Night Freak Show. Uh, so, I mean, mostly our podcast is we sit around and watch movies that, you know, each one of us picks, but we realize that, you know, we do see other stuff during the year. New stuff. Stuff that actually came out in 2013. So this is our special year-end wrap-up show. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to give our, uh, our top, we're going to go with top five movies from each of us from 2013. So I guess we start at the head of our lineup with uh, Brent. Holy oh shit. Holy hellcats. So are you going to do this like five to one? You're going to count up? <laughs> I really I don't have it in like a top. In no particular order. It's in no particular order. It's Mine just, mine's yeah, totally like, in particular order. I That's got, fine. Yeah, I got a particular order on my shit. All right, Dude, there's no rules to this podcast. Like, I've been over this. Hey, <laughs> there are fucking rules. You know what? Last time we said that. We watched Curse of Chucky, and we know how that went. And we should also point out that that we have not seen every movie that came out in 2013. So this is of the stuff that we saw. Yeah. Yeah. So there, like, there may be some stuff that's like awesome. That's glaring. Yep. And you're gonna write in all those letters to us saying about how. Well, we never saw it. We didn't see it. Like we haven't seen anything that came out. The Wolf of Wall Street, for instance. We haven't seen Grudge Match. You did? I saw it. Well, we're going to have to find out if it's on your list. You here. might have, to. have to. You wait. have to wait and see. All right. Okay. So, Brent, here we go. Top five. I tell you what, I'll do them alphabetically. Okay. Uh, the first one is the. Well, I just wrote down Gatsby. Um, Great Gatsby. Hooray. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why is that on your list? Do we have to say that for everyone? Yeah, I think so. Wow. That's going to be a long one. That's going to be long. It's going to be short. Um,. Well, it was one of those films that even watching it at home or in at, in a home theater, it still felt like I was watching it at the theater. Um, I think that watching it in 3D, it's just spectacular. It's one of those films that it's it's yeah, it's a blockbuster, but also it's got a good story. I mean, obviously, it's a book. Everybody knows it's a book. the great Gatsby story. Yeah, I, See, I mean, I, just, I did not know that until I saw this movie. I uh, somehow I, I missed the what was it, Francis Ford Coppola wrote the last one that came out like the Robert Redford one. Yeah, oh, how many times right. this has been adapted? Yeah. Like five times? Yeah, movie, yeah it's, like it's been a lot. Yeah, yeah. But this is a Boz Lerman. I don't see so why. It's crazy. Fucking boring book. It's crazy. But I think no, that's why I do have the to Boz say, Lerman I haven't treatment. seen it, so I don't want spoil. I mean, that's you why fucking, I don't want to Boz Lerman it out, and it's fucking a spectacle. Yeah, yeah, yeah no spoilers. It's just, it's done in that style of, like, you know, attention deficit disorder. Yeah. Yeah. Like, in 3D. I, Flashbang. I, we, we actually, I, I had rented the Blu-ray, and we actually kind of all saw it together here in, the, in uh, Colin's basement, and, uh. You know, I, I agree with Brent. I mean, it, it was a spectacular movie. In 3D, it is quite the experience. It's probably one of the... Which makes it a rarity that it's a uh, drama in 3D. Yeah, I think it was one of the best 3D movies of the year. Yeah. I mean, fr- from from my standpoint... Yeah, there's well, there's a lot going um, on. There's a lot of depth in it. There's, you know... I mean, you, Life Pie was really good, but that was... That, that was, was last year. That was last yeah. year, so I would say this, this is the best 3D movie that... I've seen. I haven't seen Gravity, so. That might be on Tom's list as well. Uh, go, moving right along to Gravity is oh, my second pick. 
Um, and I know it's not in alphabetical order, but Gatsby Gravity. <laughs> uh, Gravity actually had a chance to see at the our local IMAX theater. Did you see IMAX 3D? I saw IMAX 3D. Good job. And it was fantastic. It was like – it's one of the few movies like that I can remember of recent history where I felt nervous for the characters. Uh, like as they're going as they're going through this peril in space, but then also at the same time you get this story that unfolds and you find out that this really this movie could take place anywhere. It could take place, you know, on stage. It could just be this character telling this story. It's really just this character study. And I thought that was really an interesting way to to deal with that such a personal story, put it in this grand outer space set piece so yeah it really kind of blew me away and it's the technical aspects of of that movie also kind of you know add a layer to it of of appreciation it's you know done in these what are supposed to be i don't know if they were or not but like extremely long takes and the camera's doing things that physically no camera can do but not it i mean it draws attention to itself but I don't know. It doesn't. It still doesn't seem as like alien as some, uh, you know, some other CG cameras where they're flying around, swooping over stuff, and it's right. like, oh, no camera could do that. It just somehow finds itself its way into a spacesuit. Well, and it know, seems or, to be. It, it puts itself in a situation where, like, the camera. I don't know if it really would react like that in outer space, but it enhances that feeling of. Spinning out of control in outer space. Yeah, I got ang- I'm from watching this. Movie, I got anxiety watching this movie. Yeah, because if you can like put yourself in that position, like there's a point. Spoilers, anybody, uh, where she's just spinning out of control into the blackness of space after the initial, um, like the asteroid. Hey, 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 hey! Fucking shut the fuck up! I ain't seen it. Sorry, man. All right, well, yeah, call that out early because if you, when he says spoilers, that's yeah, when you're I was supposed say, to. Go. That's when you say I haven't I, seen it. I, I ain't fucking seen it. <laughs> All right, it. just but being, I want to fucking see it. The void, the void of space, made me anxious in this in this movie because you can imagine like just being out in space and there's you know there's no contact with anybody else and you know right. Let's hypothetically say that one of the characters was loose in space. Just the anxiety of not you know just, just, just floating, yeah, just floating away, <laughs> just floating away into nothingness, and then the just like having to live that until you run out of oxygen and die. I mean, that, that made me anxious just thinking about that. And this movie puts that in your head and it does that very well. It I does. think it's a horror movie. Gravity. Uh, it's, it's, got a, it's got a horror movie score. Oh my it's, a hor- it's a horror movie <laughs> as far elements. as like, it, I mean, it's anxious. It, you know, it provokes that feeling of anxiety, you know, that a horror <laughs> movie does because you're in this like desperate situation with these people i mean it creates that same kind of if only they didn't ruin the tension with nonsense about her past i'm telling you anyway and i don't think it's nonsense i think that was what the movie who's all seeing gravity am i the only one who hasn't i think so yeah i think so yeah Yeah. i've been meaning to get around to it it's just it's one of those movies that i like want to see in 3d so i gotta wait till it comes out of video i missed it's theater run so yeah, definitely. I mean, the 3D adds to the... Uh, I mean, I would say it's even a disaster movie, mm-hmm. but it's also so much more than that. I mean, but I, without ruining anything, I just don't want to talk about it anymore. So we're going to go moving right along to, I think it's Iceman or The Iceman? The Iceman. The Iceman. 
This is just a fantastic film. If you because of Michael Shannon, yeah, he's like a contract oh, killer okay, or something. Yeah. It's based off a true story. Yeah, is it good, yeah, yeah, I liked it a lot. I'll take a Michael Shannon movie. Yeah, it's the man, dude. It's, it's on my list. Yeah, yeah, that movie's fantastic. It also has like a really good Winona Ryder. Like yeah. I hate her, but she's good in that movie. She's got her moments. I mean, that movie all the way through, but like she chooses some roles that really work for. It's the older Winona Ryder, you know. It's the more the grizzled, Black Swan, the uh, Winona Ryder. Yeah, she's yeah. the Black Swan. It's, mm-hmm. she's the, have you seen it? One. I have missed that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I missed that one as well. Black Swan's good too. It's not on my list because it was like three years yeah, ago. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, good. <laughs> oh, yeah, so but I just yeah, saw it this year. Man. It's on my list. So, so wait, what is it? Just really quickly, he's a he's a contract killer. It's like in the seventies or something, right? He's not though. That's what's so cool about it. You know, I mean, he is and he isn't. You know, I mean, he he'll never he's a he's a Polak, so he'll never be able to get into the mob because you're not blood. You know, you're not Italian. So so basically first uh, him and uh, somebody they it's like they they make uh, cheap porno movies that the mob distributes and that gets shut down. And then they're like, well, just, you know, well, now you're going to work for us. You know, uh, he tells him to, I don't even know if he's supposed to get money for him or something like that. I can't really, I can't necessarily remember. But then he meets yeah. Chris Evans, who is like, I want to say an Irish dude that yeah. does hits for the mob. And they decide to just kind of like work with each other. And uh, they, it's really the, uh, it's really Chris but he's Evans. he's like a family man too at the same time, right? Yeah, because yeah, yeah, he marries the, he he marries Winona Ryder yeah. and has two kids. And like they never knew right, yeah. anything until he got uh, captured. I've seen this if story. anything, like, I mean, I love this movie. I love the Iceman movie, but you want to get the Iceman tapes where they just interviewed the guy. Because those are like, I mean, those are awesome. Those interviews. That's how I first found out about the guy. Is that how they bookend this movie? With like, they recreate like think, yeah. shots from like the tapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to? Yeah, it's going on my list. Check it out. The ice I see Sweet. It's good. I can loan it to you. It's pretty much like oh, the best. Oh, I'd yeah. like that. Please. Yeah, pass it around. I call it first. Did Killing Them Softly come out this year or last year? I think that was last year. Last year. That was last year, right? That was really good. Yeah, too, yeah. I want to say The Iceman Feels is probably like the best. Like, Well, yeah, yeah it's kind of like a more, like a, just a more realistic feeling. Like, yeah. It's not like poppy, like Goodfellas or nothing like that. You right. know, it has a more Even realistic. Even though Ray Liotta is in it. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Wait, dude, he's an right. Iceman. Yeah, he's killing himself. Really? Dude, he's Ray Liotta is like both, he's right? in both. He's in both. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's yeah, Ray Liotta is like just, <laughs> yeah, he he's just uh, Ray, that's what like Ray Liotta does Liotta. now. He's the aging uh, fucking yeah. wise guy. He really is. Huh. And now he's but always hey, he the fuck well. up. He's always the fuck up. He always <laughs> he always screws around with a big boss and like gets murdered. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, so back to your list. Not that that happens in Iceman. That's killing us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> We're spoiling Son one film. Not, not the film from this year, though. Yeah. All right, moving right along to uh, what comes next. Maniac. Maniac is next on my list. I, I thought that, again... It's I, I, looking at my list now. It's a lot of films. I, I guess they're innovative, but also like they surprised me because I didn't go into them expecting much, and I got a ton out of them. And Maniac's one of those films where I did that. Like Colin showed me a trailer. It was like the first, you know, maybe ten oh, minutes. Was, yeah, 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 yeah. And I was hooked. And then like watching this film, I don't know how they did it. It's quite an achievement because it all looks like it takes place from the perspective of Elijah Wood if you're not familiar with the film but it's uh and just through very creative editing 
and a, a good dark story. I mean, like a decent. I like a decent, you know, scary story. And then this, like, you can't get any darker than Maniac. I think. Yeah, because it's from the point of view of the killer. The whole yeah. thing takes place. I mean, like literally from the point of view. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Of everything the, is. Of the killer. Everything. No, I mean, Tom, I, how do you feel about that movie? <laughs> um. Yeah. I. Well. I mean. I like. I. We should probably like when you when you say you've seen the movie, you should probably remark whether or not we've actually seen the movie or not. Like, have I, you seen? It? I have seen Maniac. I, I saw it with Colin and um. And Sean. And Sean, um, I mean, it's it's a good movie as far as like where it's kind of like you can you can kind of see there's some innovation there, uh, but it's a movie that kind of it makes you feel icky, man. It's a horror movie. It's like a, that means it works. Just, yeah, that yeah, means it works. You should see the first Maniac. <laughs> it's yeah, I'll make like it downright disgusting. Kind of just kind of like a that one gross like feeling like movie like and. Yeah, you know, it, I mean, it is dark. Yeah. Uh, that's why they they don't. He, yeah, because he yeah, kills and he scalps women, and really, he's yeah. a he he makes uh, or he restores mannequins. Yes, but he's a serial killer. He scalps them. He staples their scalps to his mannequins, and then believes that he's creating like this you girlfriends. Know, and girlfriends. And, yeah. yeah, I mean it's really twisted. I mean oh. you're seeing his psychosis through you know how you know he's in a restaurant like all the people turn to look at him i mean you feel his perspective it's really I mean, disturbing it really just disturbing it just and feel really weird like i mean like you know about like like just really creepy about elijah wood because he's like you know he's an actor playing a part i right? know man but just i just you know no 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 I, horror quick, movies take me to like they're, they're just you, dark and i just don't like feeling that you know ta- just, I, I don't like feeling it. I understand that, and I respect that. But you touched on something that I I do have a big problem with. Like I think a lot of the public does like see these films and be like, "Oh, is he really like that?" And I know you don't think that he is. No, oh, he's a fucking lovable little fucking. He's a fucking lovable little hobbit. Yep. <laughs> Just a little hobbit. I mean, you have to separate uh, a story and reality. You know, like that. Never those two. Or sometimes he's a manic, depressed dude who has a talking dog. I, maybe. Right. Exactly. That's. <laughs> But, like, if you're going to watch Maniac, hmm? d- don't take oh, it as a realistic... Per- sure, yeah, it seems realistic because it's from his point of view and you see everything, but it's a fucking movie, people. You know I mean? Like, let's never forget it's that. It's still going to take you to a fucking are... dark place and make you want to fucking take a break. It's going to still make you feel icky. Yeah. What's actually kind of interesting, like, the original Maniac uh, came out in 1980. It was, a, like, really sleazy kind of, yeah, you know, grindhouse kind of thing. But, like, there was... Uh, quite a bit of press about how it was misogynistic and you know there was a lot of uh, backlash against the movie I think part of it was also because of the poster it had like a guy you know with a knife in one hand carrying a, a woman's severed head in the other hand and yeah, her scalp, and they recreate that actually in the yeah. in the, yeah, in the new awesome. movie, the yeah, which is a, an awesome yeah. call out, like in a reflection. But uh, the fact that this movie like kind of came and went with like no. You know, no controversy at all. Really, kind of like shows you like how either things have changed or the movie landscape is different, or maybe this one just got unnoticed. I don't know. I think one. it is a different film, though. Really, it's I don't more, know to me because maybe safer because it's more artistic. It's yeah, because like, the first Maniac is almost like the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It feels like it just has that really making, like, yeah. oh my god, it's someone help that lady! Are making this these movie. filmmakers are fucking running after her. Yeah. You know? <laughs> 
So uh, yeah, I got you. Uh, so is, is that your list? Is that your five, or is he got? He's uh, got one more. I've got uh, the last one on the list is Oz the Great and Powerful. No, <laughs> that was on one of my. That's like on my most disappointing of the year list. Now wait a second. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna put that on most. That movie, like, what you're making an Oz movie. That should what be. What in your life? If you wait, okay. 1939, wait, no, and then they wait this long to make a something of a sequel. You think it'd be fantastic, amazing. You think yeah. they would have waited forever for the right script? Fuck yeah, no, they just shit they this just out. fucking crank this fucker right, right, out. But he, Brent's going to tell us why it was uh, yeah. the oh, great, yeah, one of the five best yeah, movies of the year. Well, I just think it's interesting because I remember specifically, Travis, you and I had a conversation about it the weekend it came out. And like We came back to this podcast on Saturday or, whatever, or whenever it was. We had both seen it, and... Your take on it was way different. It was way more positive. The more I think about it, you know, it's like, holy fuck, that sucked. Like, the more and more I just, yeah, it sucked. <laughs> All right, it's well, before we get into the suckage, I guess, it is with uh, the, the suckage. Yeah, tell us why it's awesome. Okay, you just like the colors. You know, just the magic and the flying. You see the colors. <laughs> no, hey, man, flying monkeys is some scary so This is Sam Raimi's uh, Oz the Great and Powerful with yes. James Franco. Oh boy. Mila Kunis. Oh boy. And Rachel Vice. Everybody see it? Does. It's a, yeah, I, I've seen it. I haven't it. seen it. I, 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 I don't know if I can sit through Franco doing that. See, I, I think Franco got a bad rap, but I yeah, liked him. Like, I do no, want to see it just because I want to see that backstory of Oz and everything, but I don't uh, know if yeah, I can sit through I'm going to see it, but uh, it's uh, going to yeah, be a matter of And I'm, I'm a huge Sam Raimi fan, and I think that uh, like this film is a Sam Raimi movie. I thought that. It's, it's the Evil Dead Sam Raimi. Yeah, like, in it the, is. In yeah. the, like, the uh, graveyard scenes and all that stuff, I mean, it feels like an extension of like Army of Darkness, yeah, yeah like, with the witches and mm-hmm. everything, yeah, yeah. I just, oh, they, I don't know. I mean, there, there's, it's the same reason you know it's a Tim Burton movie. Like mm-hmm. you get that feeling. I think that, Sam Raimi that makes Raimi really feeling. He right. makes cheesy big budget movies. I don't think Sam Raimi makes good big budget. That's movies. where that's they're where fucking is, cheesy. It kind of is, yeah. yeah. They kind of. I think Sam Raimi and. Peter Jackson, they both are staying true to their roots. With the, just, it might just be a shot from a film, or you know, true like a scene. True to his roots was the drag me to hell. That yeah, was Sam Raimi go. going like, but I've I'm, done all these big budget Spider Man movies. I'm going to go. go back. But and like do. even in like Spider Man Two, you know, you have that scene with where the uh, octopus is doing all the stuff. You know, yeah, with he the did chainsaw. that. And in in Oz, you have that with the uh, with the witches and with the cemetery like I think that like I can see that in there I can see that style has mm. never really left I mean mm. that's just me but no, uh, right. crappy movie that's <laughs> that's my list so we're moving right along that's his list and he's sticking to yeah. it that's my list here goes Tom Tom's top five Tom, oh, top, uh, here top we go five. I'm gonna do a quick I got I got eight I'm gonna do shout outs for uh, eight through six okay shout out number eight Ender's Game I didn't uh, see it. Number seven see is uh, Pain and Gain. I didn't see it. Number six is uh, Thor, The Dark World. Nah. I want to. Now, number five. Here we go. Is These are actually in order. So, number five is Man of Steel. Hooray. I did, I did some long, dark <laughs> thinking. I was going to say. Long, long, dark thinking. Long, dark thinking. Long, long, long thinking. And because um, I really like dark Thor thing. because I like Thor as a character. <laughs> That's officially so, a phrase at this so point. So Thor and, and Man of Steel were kind of tied for five. But then I actually thought like Thor is kind of just more of like a comic book movie where Man of Steel actually had some like. There's some actually deep characters. Fucking wait to that shit. There's some weight to that shit. 
I really did like the action sequences. Like as as much as I'm saying, I'm saying like, man, they're fucking punching people through walls and shit. That's crazy. But you know what? My video game roots come through, and that shit's just fucking cool. It's cool. You know, that's just shit fucking cool. Fucking two titans going at each other. And, you know, that's that's why it's blackbuster. I mean, that's why it's making money, I guess. That's the kind of shit I... Tom's the voice of the people. It's the shit um, you had to draw before. A a lot of my movies that you can see, a lot of them are about blockbusters. I like my action movies. I like my fanboy movies, you know? So, um, I I got a lot of, like, you know, there's a lot of heart there. Uh, Number four is Star Trek Into Darkness. Ooh, crazy. That's a Wow. That movie, like, I would almost go with the same way because I swear to God, I never sat there and watched the movie like, they're going to fucking kill Kirk. You know, I swear to God they were going to kill Kirk. No, with the radiation. no way. Wait, has everybody seen Star has Trek in the Dark? Like I said, so it's, hey, if no you haven't seen it, it's up to you individually to call out that you haven't seen it. Yeah. No more of this, All like, right. or, is yeah. everybody, nobody else just claimed for anybody. You're a big boy. Yeah. You're a big boy. You stop it yourself. But so, no yeah, way, I, dude, no way. I know, right? No way. I, there's no way to Kirk. think it, but I, well, but I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking, but think about how they, they're trying to reverse everything they did in the old series. I thought, oh shit, they're going to kill Kirk and they're not going to bring him back until the next movie like they did with Spock. Because they killed Spock in the end of the movie. No, which would have been ten times better than what they gave us. Probably. Because you can tell from like every the trailers and everything, they're going to kill someone. And every I think if you're smart enough, you knew they were going to do Kirk. Mm-hmm. Because obviously Spock's the one putting his hand in the glass and Kirk's the one doing that. And they were going to reverse it from the original. Yeah. But they do some stupid shit in the movie. Now I do, I do like this movie. It's not as good as the uh, yeah, first one. I, I, I agree. They do some agree. stupid shit in like exposition with like. I think uh, they fucked up Khan, like the character. Of I, Khan. I agree. I think they uh, fucked so up Khan. I, I think they fucked that. up like the whole. There's a scene in there where like Kirk's interrogating Khan. He's like, "You're gonna help me," and they stop the entire movie in the middle of it to go through that whole Khan's blood and the the Tribble. Where they're like, I have oh, a dead yeah. triple and I'm injecting Khan's blood into it. Yeah. And the whole movie fucking shuts down to, to shove this stupid... To show we got a triple! To show a dead triple that's eventually going to come back to life to be like, oh, we can use Khan's blood to save Kirk. Yeah. Which is so forced in there and stupid. Yeah. They should have, they, if they really had any balls, which they don't anymore, they would have killed Kirk. If Kill Kirk. Bring him back in the next movie, fine. <laughs> but they would have killed Kirk and let him yeah. stay dead through this entire movie. Yeah. But no, nobody's got any fucking balls and it means nothing. Thing to kill a character in a movie anymore, oh, and right. I hate yeah, you're that. right. Yeah, I hate that with movies nowadays. Nobody has the balls to kill off a character. Deal with them in another movie if you want to, but nobody's got those balls anymore. Yeah, and that know, if me you off. kill Kirk at the end, everybody will kill be talking him. about it. I know, yeah. kill Kirk. Yeah, well, that's when they, that's what happened when they killed Spock yeah, in the original right? Star Trek too. You got, and you got him that's back. Why, that's why the next movie's called The Search for Fucking Spock. <laughs> yeah, but, but you didn't know that was coming right, at that point. Right? And the way that contracts work back then, it was like Leonard Nimoy's like, I fucking want Fuck, out. Those, the I'm done. These movies and they killed him for like three movies at least. Everybody gets three movies. And this was different. You kill somebody, I guess. In like it. a Lord of the Rings movie, I'm not saying they do. I'm just saying if they did, you know, there's a you know the other ones coming out next year. Right. You wouldn't know. It, it's more adventurous when they kill somebody. Like going like. Well, I would have respected that movie so much more had they killed off Kirk and just let everybody deal with it. I still no, thought no. it was a decent movie. I, I mean, it's it was, a good no, I space it was a movie. movie. I just would have liked it. You know, being a fan of the original films, and again, I'm carrying that right. you know past thing in there. I would have liked it better if they just. If it wasn't Khan, I mean, I I, I like Cumberbatch. I, I like too. what he did yep. as that character. Just have him be John Harrison See, for the I whole like, movie. I like I, I like I like because like the thing that that 
I mean, like, I like what what he's done with these movies. J.J. Abrams has done with the new Star Trek movies. It's, I mean, I wasn't a fan of the the original ones. I've since became a fan, but you know, it's kind of. Um, I think I think Khan, the Star Trek two, a lot of that awesomeness of that movie and who Khan was as a character, a lot of that hinge, hinged on like how awesome that was, like that Star Trek episode. Sorry, <laughs> the Star Trek episode, Space Seed, Space Seed, introduced Khan. That introduced Khan. So it's like you knew why Khan was a bad guy, and and you introduced. I mean, okay, so it's I like saw, I saw Star Trek two without having seen Space Seed. I'd never seen the show, and I thought that that movie was awesome. But I mean, you know, like the the character's dead. I mean, like you know, the actor's dead. So it's like we're gonna just we're we're redoing something. His new. name is Khan Noonien Singh. He's yeah. Indian. But we got Benedict Cumberbatch yeah. to play him. As yeah, but in the future it doesn't matter but, because all our bloodlines hey, are gonna hey, be mixed hey. up. Fucking. Uh, I just don't think they did. Ricardo Montalban was fucking Spanish, so <laughs> shut the fuck up with that they excuse. They just didn't have to hide. Everybody knew he was con. You didn't have to hide the fact. It's like it's dumb trying to hide the from your audience that this person's yeah. con. Yeah, where it's like yeah. the world yeah. knows it's con. Right, exactly. You just even, wasted yeah. a half even an hour. J. J. Right. He came out later and said that was probably a mistake. Yep. J.J. Yeah. Abrams is backtracked on that. That whole play of hiding Everyone the fact knew. was that was a bad bad idea. You could tell from uh, the very first trailer reveals Tom. the whole hands in the glass thing. Come on. What's your next pick? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to move along. Okay, okay, we can't, ahead. like, dissect right. every movie. Okay, Star right. Trek in Darkness. Not, not as right. problem, number three. Number three is uh, Byzantium. Oh, there's your... Uh, well, well, I haven't seen this, but go ahead. I haven't ahead. Seen, I've it. seen it. But go ahead. Uh, Byzantium... Don't ruin too much. Okay. It's a really cool independent film. It, it, it actually brings back, like... It's independent. It looks bigger budget. It's Neil Jordan. I mean, it's got money behind. He's the director of The Crying Game and uh, Interview with the Vampire. But, I mean, it brings back the feeling that I got from watching like Interview with the Vampire. It brings back, like, fucking vampires in a cool way. It, like, does a really cool, like, dives into their backstory and and dives into, like, who, you know, like, I mean, it has an interesting take on the vampire. But, I mean, it's a fucking vampire movie and it's a cool vampire movie. That um, is like harkens back to the days of Interview with the Vampire, so that's why it's uh, definitely on my list. I like that movie too. I mean, it was just kind of <laughs> yeah. I mean, because it's a it, Gemma Arterton and uh, Saoirse Ronan, <laughs> right? Okay. They're like a mother and daughter vampire pair that's been around for centuries, and they move into this like coastal town and take over this. I think it's a hotel called Byzantium, and that's the deal. But What's cool about the movie is, like Interview with the Vampire, and I don't know if I've seen other vampire movies recently that, you know, because you got, like, Twilight and all that other shit, but something that actually goes back and explores the history of the characters, so you get the feeling that this person's been around for a very long time. Yeah, Angel, I like how the Buffy series really did that. Yeah, yeah. Those guys really did a good job going back in time. Yeah, where that that had, like, a whole series to do it. This does it in, like, two hours, but it's just cool because you see this evolution of... You know, is it chronological or no. do you skip around? Yeah, it skips around. But it was, uh, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty good, yeah, yeah, movie. Uh, number two is uh, Pacific Rim. Giant fucking robots, fucking versus giant monsters. I mean, what's not done by? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. That's just. Fucking cool as shit. <laughs> Wait, so we've oh, all yeah. seen this, I think. I haven't too. seen. No, oh. I haven't seen, I haven't no? seen this one. 
I mean, that's a movie I think with more heart. But go ahead. Than some, you know, giant robot for movies, sure, like Transformers. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what makes yeah, it so elevates yeah. it. I think it's Guillermo right. del Toro does it, and the fact that he he thinks out like everything, you know, kind of gives it more weight than like the Michael Bay. Plus, yeah. there's, there's some weird like Cthulhu elements on there too. Right, and you may, I don't know, through the podcast, you may have picked up that I never want to drift with Tom. If you know what that means. (laughs) But, I mean, the the giant monsters are done really cool, and there's fucking weight to those fucking monsters. It's just fucking rock'em, sock'em robots. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. I really like that movie, but, man, I like now that it's out on video, I don't find myself wanting to watch it again. It's so weird. It's like I remember really liking it. It's uh, definitely one for the big screen. You said you were waiting for the sequel. Maybe, yeah. It's just one of those things where it's just like, yeah, I mean, I appreciate the entertainment value of it, you mm-hmm. know? That's how I feel about Man of Steel. But it's like, man, it's I like, just can't don't wait for like... sequel. Well, because yeah. shit, they didn't even give you Man of Steel was great, but they, 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 like, scratched the surface. That's all they did was scratch the... Same thing with Batman Begins. It all it does was scratch the surface of the character. Wait for the sequel. The sequel is going to be the good one. It's origin movies, right? Yeah, they're That's, like origin movies. Yeah. You're getting to know these people. Pacific Grim did have, I mean, if it had like any kind of problems at all, to me, it just seemed like it was a little overlong with, you know, it, it, it spent, and usually this isn't a problem with movies, <laughs> you know, you're saying, well, it gave too much character development to extraneous characters. Yeah, I want to see more fucking giant robots just fucking mashing shit. Maybe. Or it could have been like a half hour shorter. You know, if you uh, like, I, I like, the, the, I like that there are these scientist guys, but like it spent way too much time with it. It spent too much time with Hannibal Chow, the, uh, yeah. the Ron Perlman character. It's like, these are all extraneous. It's basically Riley and what's her name? Mako yeah. and, uh, Pender Gast. What, yeah, what's his name? Pender Pentecost. Would you rather spend more time with the people or more time as Tom wants with the giant robots? Well, I'm like, in the side of the people because the I, robots yeah, don't matter right, if there's no, you know, if the if you don't understand why, you know. Right. Well, which is why you get transformed. Why is not to have the goddamn city destroyed? That's the why. Well, no, no. He, That's okay. What I could have used in that movie is like they always just stop the monsters out in the ocean. Yeah, you know, uh, they, there wasn't a change of scenery little, for any of the monsters. I could a little fights. bit more fucking city destruction. Yeah, was, I agree. Yeah, with there was you just on that. It's, it, it's Jaegers versus what are the other ones called? Kaiju. 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 Kaiju? Yeah, that is Japanese for giant monster. Kaiju. That's what they called all their movies. They're Kaiju, Kaiju films. films. Yeah. But I they could, they could fight out in the sea and not kill millions of people like Superman did. <laughs> yeah, but I could have a little bit like, fucking city smash, and I like. But that, of, well, you'll have Godzilla next. But that's year. why I think yeah. it's like a cheap yeah. thing is because it doesn't show how like extreme the situation really is. I you know, got that though. Because like, no, but, like, but any monster, any monster to me. Isn't just a monster. It should be a disaster movie. You're dealing with a force of nature. So when you don't have that monster directly fuck up humans, it's a little like, eh. That's like you can't stop a hurricane right at the, you know. So you shouldn't be able to. I mean, I like the idea that they have mo- uh, robots to fight the monsters. I just thought they got off a little easy on the monsters and the design of the Jaegers. Like I said, Pacific Rim us Americans me a lot suck of, at uh, designing robots. Not Pacific very... Rim reminded me a lot of Neon Genesis Evangelion. That's why yeah. I kind of like. Well, wasn't that like the whole idea? It basically it was, pulled from Japanese anime sure. and monster yeah, movies. Everything. Like, it mean, made the big Hollywood yeah. big budget. It is, is kind of like almost like a Neon Genesis, which is, I, I kind of really liked it. 
You know, in that film, the like the part, the most entertainment I got out of that film was watching Charlie Day's character run around and his his storyline. Dude, Mako. Oh, dude, Mako. I was like, this is the only monster movie that's ever made me tear up, man. When she's the little girl running away from the monster. Oh, yeah. That's fucking up the the town. I was like, oh, my God. That little girl. It just seemed like she wasn't acting, man. It seemed like she was running from a monster. Oh, oh, I I just couldn't bear it. It was so sad. (laughs) It was. It was bad. Yeah. A, uh, my number movie, one movie is The Hobbit Desolation. Nah. Uh, number one. Yeah, that's my number, number one. one. That, that it is, was half a good movie. That is my fucking number one movie. And next year, when you say, hey, what time? What's your number one movie next year? I'm going to go fucking Hobbit. Wait, how three, do you know? How do you know that it's going to be? It's yeah, the thing. You said, it's, you no, said it's, ahead it's of time. It's predetermined. Yeah, it's predetermined. It's, it's, it's going to love me, this movie. All right, dude. I'm going to say that. But what is it? say It's made. So it doesn't matter. If the movie's good no. or not, doesn't matter. No, that, those it's movies are Hobbit. made for fucking. It's good. Me. They're moving. They're, they're moving. They're, they're made. So did for you me. love the I love Philly? Every guy, yeah, the Philly love story between the elf that meant fucking nothing. There's fucking more dwarf action. That's all I give a shit about. So as long as there's dwarves on screen, but the movie is the best movie. And they didn't the, have well, to finish go. the movie. They could just chop the end of the movie no, off because that, you that had your the, fucking you, love you, story. Like, you can say, like, you can throw all this shit at me, and I'll just be like... Deflector shield. There's fucking yeah. dwarves and a dragon, Lord of the Rings, man. It's like... That's it's a like, guilty it's pleasure. Yeah, Star Wars. That's blind love. Yeah, it's blind love. You're not, like, looking critically at the film at all. I don't give a shit. I don't fuck no. Right. It's number one without a doubt. Tom, I got a question for you. What? Do you ever feel like you're lying to yourself? <laughs> I, I ain't fucking lying to myself. That is sheer undivided. The Phantom Menace oh, is no, that's uh, fine. Uh, sheer, you know. Seriously. Like, I was fucking watching Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, man. And when that fucking dwarf, that fat dwarf, what do you got? Fucking put that, like. He got into this, like, he got a barrel on him, and he popped out with the axe, and he's fucking killing those orcs. I was literally fucking jumping up in joy and glee. That was, was a like, fun <laughs> part. <laughs> I was in, like, <laughs> seriously in the theater. Like, when those dragons, when they walked into that fucking cat, when they opened the cavern, and he saw that fucking dwarven suit. I've never dwarf. seen it. <laughs> oh, my God. I was just like, oh, man. That's awesome. Wow. Oh, just like. Sheer draw, dropping in awe. So as long as you're actually just genuinely like, getting everything you can out of it, then yeah, yeah that's then, I guess. Yeah, like, just like I mean, but it's, it's like just a sheer, just it's just like a love of it's, like. It's just when you say like next year that it's going to be your number one. That's what concerns us because you haven't seen it. I mean, it's going to be the end. It's going to be the sum up of all three movies. I mean, it's going to be more enjoyable yeah, than the first two. Well, that's basically it's, it's so same, weird. It's same, it's so I can understand it some weird way because you know what uh, the simple fact that. Uh, Man of Steel is kind yeah, of yeah. In twenty in twenty fifteen, right. well, it's not even Man of Steel. Well, it is for well, Man of Steel. He was going that before it ever came yeah, out. Yeah. They well, no, because Superman Returns did it turn out that fucking you, great. No, no, I have to ask. Now, as far as Superman Returns, did you immediately when you first saw it? Did you not like it? Yeah, I, I was like, up? huh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I you're the, like oh, the only oh, thing that was hmm. keeping me like into Superman Returns. I was like that fucking plane sequence, you know. You know, it was all the special effects anyway. That's kind of because that's all I've needed in Superman is better special effects to show him fucking faster than a speeding bullet. You know. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, moving on to uh, yeah, that's number one. No, I mean Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it's moving just, on to the Hobbit. It's, it's not Hobbit. Like, it's, it's not Lord of the Rings. It's just it's just it's just like undivided like love. 
I know in the movies, like, yeah, you can say they're bloated. And, and, well, they're know, bloated. Like, yeah, they're fucking bloated. So but, you're aware, you're at least aware that there is... Oh, no, they're, they're, they're bloated. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? But you're just the, forgiving you know, us. The bloating is for... People like me. Uh, okay. Are they? Want, you like that well, Philly? Philly's, Philly's adventure isn't it's not complete without his fucking love story. I want as much as Ugh. you can fucking give me. I give me love five you. hours of Hobbit. If you can give me five hours of Hobbit, I'll fucking take it. Everybody. No fucking fireworks. elf would ever love a dwarf. I know. Well, that's weird. I uh, I know. That, it's bullshit. Weird. That's fucking bullshit because it's like. Hey. Wait, whoa, whoa! What hey, doing? I'm a fan of fucking dwarf. No fucking dwarf is gonna love no sissy ass elf. All right. So that's so. A- moving on to Sean, we'll never be able. What's to your air top this. five? I'm intense scared right now. <laughs> Tom just dropped the mic and walked. I don't out. think we're ever gonna see Tom again. All right. So all right. Ugh. Uh, in no particular order for me. I want to preface this by saying that this was not a big movie year for me. I was more, it's more of a television year for me. I spent a lot of time this year watching um, uh, a lot of different TV series from, you know, Breaking Bad and Mad Men to House of Cards, Newsroom, everything in between that. I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm just like, oh, like I only watch these TV series. And, but um, it was more a TV series uh Movies, dude. Me. Movies. But I'm getting there. <laughs> Shut up. So I haven't seen a wide range of movies this year, but my top five in no particular order for this year are uh, number one, Wolf of Wall Street. I haven't seen it. I just, just saw came it. Out. Just came Two days out. Ago. It did. It. it did. Saw it last night. Uh, I think it's a very good movie. It's a it's a black black comedy. It's very funny. Um, I I have. A couple problems with the movie. It is a tad long, or it does feel a tad long. It's two fifty nine, just a hair under three hours. Because it's like we're going back to re-edit it because it's too long, and they came out with two fifty nine. It's like what happened to the re-editing? And it it is funny because you watch you watch this movie, and you get, and I think where the length comes in is you get these scenes that it is a full scene. You you know, you watch a regular movie, you can uh, like scenes are obviously edited down. Uh, to you know, fit the movie better, but it feels like everything they shot for a scene in this movie, they just put on screen. Is that good or bad? That's the thing. Because that's Mean Guns. Oh, sorry. Right, no, <laughs> that's, you know, this is see, Scorsese, though. But see, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. the thing. Someone who knows what they're doing. That's the thing that every scene, even though like it feels like they put everything up there, I enjoyed every scene. It doesn't feel like you can. You could probably cut something out, but you wouldn't like necessarily feel like, oh, you can pick it out to, oh, we should just cut this part out and shorten it up. It, every scene is enjoyable in its length. It just happens to be that every scene adds up to 10 minutes and the fucker ends up being three hours long. The performances are great. Um, uh, I like DiCaprio. Jonah Hill is fantastic. I hear he's I, better than DiCaprio. Jonah Hill? Yeah. Oh, is, you oh, know, he's fantastic. Expectations were lower, probably. Uh, probably. 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 But Jonah Hill, you know, he's fantastic. He's, he's turning... He's Moneyball. He was in my... That's the thing. He's turned into one of my, like, uh, a favorite actor that I want to see do more parts like this between this and Because he's a funny actor. He's like a modern-day Albert Brooks. There where he's is. a funny actor that can do some serious there, stuff. There is that. And there's... It, it has to be said that, like, comedic actors know where where they know where they can find the comedy they also know where they can find the drama in things and he does so very sad. well I really I really loved his performance in this and there were a lot of good performances in this um, it does go on a tad long but still it's a very enjoyable movie very funny there's a lot of what the fuck there's a lot of good scenes in this movie I swear and, I and, missed and it's I just won 
Well, what do you want right now? Fucking list. What do you want right now? You should stay down here. Maybe you oh, fucking know. Fucking you. <laughs> you just got Italian every. Ah, fucking you. Ah, fuck. Ah, fucking you. So Tom came back. <laughs> yeah. In the middle of the show. Wow. But Wolf of what? Wall Street. That's that's uh, in my top five. Um, again, no particular order. Some I do like more than others, but we'll go on from there. Um, the next yeah, one, particular. I'm just gravity. Don't bang that. Gravity is in my top five for this year. Nice. I do. Excellent. No, I. Uh, I thought this movie was fantastic. I saw it IMAX 3D in theaters. Uh, yes. It's. I think it's a great movie. I think um, uh, the special effects in this are great, but the story is also great in this movie. Now, yeah. say what you will about. Uh, Sandra Bullock's backstory with her child and everything. I only think oh, it's it adds, so bad. No, I only think it adds to her experience. I bet as it does. I think it's every- the only way you can relate to the situation. I don't get it. See, I relate to the danger in space. I don't relate to her past on Earth. I relate to the situation they're in. But you get that too. You, but, I, no, I but think that there doesn't. Is, like, no, I think I it is know. more relatable to the situation in space. That's what I enjoyed more. Ugh, um, both. Story. No, some of the some of the visuals I think were uh, maybe to me maybe not to the general audience maybe a little heavy handed because there's certain visuals in this movie like uh, uh, oh, fuck I want to I gotta discuss it sorry Tom at the end where she crash lands and, and comes up on the beach it feels like you know coming out of the uh, well that was cool out of the uh, the what should we call it the uh, the womb. Something like that, where you first, you know, the first animal got onto the beach and, you know, grew legs and yeah. started walking. And, and then, like, the low camera shot. Yeah, no, <laughs> but, but, no, but it's obvious. There's also a scene where she finally... Sorry. When she finally gets Tom, into, it's like... nothing about that, don't worry. No, it doesn't ruin anything. When she finally gets oh. into, like, uh, one of the space stations, and she's so exhausted, she's just floating there, and she curls into the fetal position, and her oxygen hose floats into the way. It looks like a, a child in the womb. That's yeah. another visual that's obviously Whoa. suggested. Yeah. Some of them, uh, to me, felt like, oh, like I get it, I know what you're doing. But maybe a little heavy-handed, but other than that, this is a fantastic movie. Great performances. Sandra Bullock, George Clooney. Um, I, I love the visuals in this movie. Yeah. I, I think it's fantastic. So that's not mindless CG? No, this is not mindless CG. It isn't. No, it is not mindless CG. Not at all. There's a huge difference the between this The script was horrible. The visuals were amazing. No, the script wasn't horrible. It was horrible. No, the script horrible. is horrible. No. The dialogue is horrible. No. It's horrible. How not is horrible. the script horrible? It's horrible out there, horrible. folks. No, there's, there's great horrible. stuff in here with George Clooney and her. And all. It's, it's, I think it's a great movie. Um, if you've never seen a movie before and you need a good script, it's a good movie. Yeah, uh, we'll just ignore Travis for this, this one. That's all right. <laughs> it, uh, yeah. Well, I just I just don't understand because, I mean, like, if you want a space, like, uh, disaster movie or, you know, trying to get... Because that's all you should need. You don't need her fucking... You don't <laughs> well, need her sob story about wait, her whoa, past whoa, whoa, whoa. if he, it's he a space. He hasn't seen it. Space. Tom hasn't seen it. Yeah, well, you spoilerific, man. I'm just going to go upstairs. You guys talk about it. Well, you got to be here for the rest of these. All right, well, maybe for the second All right, well, we're, we're going to get to that, but Tom, you don't have to leave. I'm yeah, come back. You can come, come back. back. Come on back. Um, but Gravity, uh, uh, fantastic. If you hadn't, you, re- you really should have seen it in theaters in IMAX 3D. No, you're right. I'm, I'm done. You really should have seen an IMAX 3D. There's plenty of ice in there. I know, I fucking should have saw uh, IMAX 3D. But if you happen to have a huge uh, huge screen at home, I mean... But that, I got that, a fucking huge screen. All right, well, then watch it there, <laughs> motherfucker. Damn. All right. Tom's getting mouthy. Uh, so, Gravity, that was, again, top that's five. That's number four? Uh, t- technically. Again, no right. specific order, but that's oh, number gotcha. four. Yeah. I do like some of these more than I like the other ones. Okay. Uh, next one, where are we at? This is the end. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah! Right. Yeah! yeah. 
This is the end. Woo-hoo! I thought was hilarious. I think this uh, uh, written. Totally I think written and directed by Seth uh, Seth yes. Rogen and Evan Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Like a very good comedy. Um, I enjoyed the performances of everybody, especially like Franco's performance was good. I like Jonah Hill's performance. <laughs> That's where they all basically played they uh, all basically versions of warped like versions the, of themselves, which is uh, the way everybody perceives them. Exactly. Yes, and that I think that is funny. You know what's um, funny about that film? I think that on its own, it's a good movie and a funny movie. But I think stacked up against what they've done, I don't think it's quite up to par. I mean, watching it, and I, I, I went in, I committed the ultimate sin of you know like a higher expectation based on like Pineapple Express or. Super bad. You, you know. they made Pineapple Express two in that movie. Right, they, they did. did. They did make they part did. two. Yeah, that was hilarious, and I, I like the movie, but uh, I don't think that like the it, it just it's not up there. You know, it's not, I, I didn't I didn't feel like it was up to those standards that they had set. All right, well, 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 real quick, just, uh, this is my only two cents about this, but it was like I'm not as familiar with all of the actors. That were in it, so like the joke I think was lost on me. Where like they're yeah, playing probably. obnoxious versions of themselves. That's the way I see them. So it's like, okay, I'm locked in a fucking room in a house with these obnoxious fuckers for like two hours, and it was like <laughs> it wasn't funny because it was, it's funny only ironically if you're like, hey, they're nothing like this, right? And, you know, I I happen I, to do I, know I the probably. other. I do I know the other probably are, I think they probably are like that. So. No, I don't, I don't think Danny so. McBride's a fucking asshole. No, no he's not. No. That's the character he plays in. Yeah, he's he does it very well. Have but again, listen to him talk in right. any interview. He's he's a really nice guy. Like as far as I can tell, I know the previous Dang, work. Right. I, I kind of know awesome. them outside of this movie, and so if that was enjoyable to me, I thought it was a very funny movie. Uh, highly enjoyable. Definitely my top five. Uh, see it if you haven't. Uh, moving on, the next one is a documentary that was released this year called Blackfish. I just watched that. Did you watch oh, this? Yes. This wow. was a fascinating documentary. Yeah. It's the story of, uh, well, it's the story of many things. Uh, mostly, it's the story of a killer whale uh, captured. There you go. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Leave. <laughs> no dwarves or explosions. Yeah, no dwarves or explosions. It's a story of mostly a, uh, uh, a killer whale captured. Uh, from ca- uh, captured and brought into captivity 20 years earlier named Tillicum. And it's the story of him and uh, there are a few deaths surrounding his, um, we'll say, incarceration. A few incidences involving this killer whale. And it goes over his kind of life from from capture to where he is now. It goes over the conditions of of these creatures as they are as they live at places like SeaWorld and there's another See that's why I want to juice in the pot because it's really about how SeaWorld covers up the death of these trainers there's that as because well because they're trying to make it seem like it's okay to fucking kidnap these goddamn killer right. whales out of the wild and separate them you know and- what's really interesting about the film though is that they treat it as if like they're documenting a serial killer well, because they are. It, I, I mean, really, <laughs> they are. That's what I like. I mean, this is one of those movies where it's like, if you don't believe in conspiracy theories, if you want to call it, this is one of those movies. It's like, this is one of the ones that like can prove how a fucking company doesn't give a goddamn shit about anything except for the bottom line and the profit. You know. I mean, it. Does. And they even just last week, uh, SeaWorld World came out against Blackfish. 
uh, the filmmakers, and the filmmakers are like, we stand by what the hell our movie's about, you know? Right. And, it, I mean, it goes over so much about, like, how we know, how we think we know. It, it, for the documentary does interviews with, I think, about five or six former uh, trainers. trainers from, like, SeaWorld, and there's another one, Sea something. Sealand uh, or Sealand or something. Uh, <laughs> yeah, SeaWorld and, uh, damn it, yeah. Something like that. But, like, six former trainers and how, like... You know, they talk about how there is no experience needed into becoming like a trainer of these wild animals that they have that nobody knows anything about that they, you know, that they think um, they, you know, they think they can control them. They think they can train them and they all that. And they really and when it boils down to it, nothing is known about these animals and that when they attack people. Um, you know, they wonder why or, or why this shit happens, and it's about how all of them have at some point sent a, uh, are saying like, I, I have no idea why I did this. Like looking back at it now, I, it was it's it's stupid. Like these animals shouldn't be contained like they are in living conditions for them. They're wild animals that are used to living in an ocean, and you know, yeah. crossing. Well, it's not even that they're wild land. animals. These things have almost human intelligence. The they same do. Way dolphins. They do. have their own specific so, and that's languages. Why to their they families. hide the fact that they lunge at you know because yeah, even though they're playing with them because they're a food source. They'll fucking lunge at the trainers. And I think one of the most important things that this movie shows is the fact that, you know, uh, you know, uh, killer whales have the same life expectancy as a human. They like, really do. Like 90 years for a female, 70 years or so for a male. But in captivity, they only have a 25 to 30 year lifespan. Mm-hmm. And SeaWorld teaches their employees to tell that, they to do. teach that to the guests because. You are going there as an ignorant viewer, so when someone tells you something, you're thinking, so scientists came up with this, and they study things. They obviously care, but they fucking don't. It's a goddamn evil corporation that only cares. Everybody needs to see Blackfish. Everybody. Yeah, they really yeah. do. It is. It's on Netflix streaming yeah, right now. This is on Netflix streaming. On Netflix streaming. Yeah, I've is. heard a lot of backlash. Yeah, I've heard it's fascinating. It's awesome, it is fascinating. I'm telling you, man. Awesome. It was yeah. on like a, like a t- I think I was watching the... I read an IGN, like, top, you know, 10 movies or whatever from 2013 that you missed, and Blackfish. It is. It really is. It's fascinating. It's an incredible look at all this stuff. As soon as I was done, I was like, what would you like to watch next? And there's another Orca thing on Discovery Channel. I was like, I want to watch that. I want to know more about this. (laughs) Right. Now you got to move on to Monsanto. Start looking at what Monsanto does. You can can probably stay away from Orca the Killer Whale. Yeah, which is, I think they show clips from it. Now I want to watch it now. Yeah. No, they show clips from it. Jaws ripoff. They show clips from it in this documentary. Like, this is the. Because that's the popular culture. But it was, it, it was a Jaws ripoff, but yeah. they made that movie specifically because it was in the headlines that an, that a killer whale like hurt one of the Sea World. Yeah, it was a killer whale. They're called killer whales. Yeah, they also made movies about piranha right. and uh, it was a barracuda too. Barracuda. So, yeah. so is that your? Uh, is is that that your no, I got, I got, got one, one more. Uh, it, but that one just goes to show that we know nothing about these animals. Well, no, we do. They're, they're, we just I mean, let do, corporations cover up the shit they know. You know, <laughs> it is. It's a lot. It's a, it's cover up. It's 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 uh, people. The corporation saying one thing. The people who know what happened saying another. It's it's fascinating documentary on Netflix. Easy to watch. Go watch it now. Uh, my final movie of my top five is dun, 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 Maniac. Nice. This oh, wow. movie. Everybody loves I, it. I loved this movie. Like I I'm 
as far as horror movies go, for me, like anything new has always been disappointing to me. They always, it's always something stupid, or it's always a retread. And there's, there's, uh, I don't find anything new or interesting from what I've seen ten thousand fucking times before. This was. Uh, fantastic to me. From the way it was shot, I mean, first-person perspective from Elijah Wood, the entire movie, the effects in this movie are, are bar none the best yes. in a horror movie I've seen this year, if not for a long fucking time. There's a few it CG blood things that I'm like, uh, eh, it's a little uh, cartoony. No, nothing, nothing that brought me out of it. I, this, the, I the fucking opening, love this movie. The opening where he like slices her scalp off like hot butter, I was a little like, <laughs> ah, I don't know does, about no, that. It does seem to come off a little easier than you thought Dude, he just would. slices and it comes. I'm like, what the fuck? But you know what? I'm okay with that because <laughs> yeah, this movie is I've never so... slaved to slice the right, scalp exactly. It was an but opening sequence. It's so well done. <laughs> so well done and so freaky. And I've never seen this. And the perspective of this and everything, it's so well done. I love this movie. Fantastic. See it. If you're a horror movie fan or not, it is amazing. Tom, may so have other thoughts about so this. So the only time you saw this was when we saw it all together? No, I've watched it a couple of, I own it at home. I, I watched it a couple have times. Have you seen the original? I have not. I've seen the trailer for the original, which doesn't appeal to me, to what? tell you the truth. It, I'm sorry, it doesn't. I have a different taste. I'm not saying it's a better movie. <laughs> no, I, no, I can't imagine I would, but yeah. uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not I know. saying Maniac was a bad movie. I'm just saying it's not my type of movie. Yeah, just I just wish I don't see why they didn't replicate the shotgun scene. They did such a good job at remaking it. Why not do the shotgun scene? I don't know. That when, sucks. In a world where I'm so disappointed with horror movies nowadays, this one blew my socks off. Like I Evil, love no this Evil movie. Dead so far. Uh, no, no Evil Dead. Like again, um, I enjoyed it, but it didn't do. Again, it didn't. Uh, the updates for certain things were good, but I didn't. It didn't do anything. I haven't seen twenty thousand. times. Like we, we ain't got it on a list. But but that Evil is the top of my a, list. Maniac, fantastic, <laughs> love it. I'm gonna on to Travis. I'm just gonna because I'll have I'll have Maniac as my number five. Uh, just because, yeah, I I hate every remake they do because I don't like it when a remake is a reimagining. It's like, well, you're, it's like we only like this movie because of this original idea. Anything you're going to add to it's going to fuck it up or it's not going to be what this movie's supposed to be. Like, like every fucking remake is gone. But Alexandra Ja, you know that guy, he knows how to take the classic American movies that had no budget from the seventies and eighties and fucking really put a spin on it and not ruin shit. You know, like. Like uh, yeah, Maniac it have eyes was like I mean that's one of the better perfect. horror movies. And it added a added a third mm-hmm. like act to the movie. I yeah, mean it yeah. made the original better. There's some things yeah. I don't like about it, but you know I'll he trade didn't direct it in. this one though. It no, was, he just uh, wrote it with uh with whoever. His, yeah, his partner that they write. Well, he like it was like he was on set produced, every day, yeah. but it was you directed know, by the guy like who did really two. They they did the same right. thing. Yeah, with P2. exactly. Oh, P2 is a good too. movie. Yeah. I have not yeah. seen P2. Yeah. P2 didn't look like something I'd want to watch. No, is it yeah, good? It yeah. will. Just oh, right. based on the people involved. You should yeah, check just because Alexandra Ja, of course. Isn't this yeah. guy, the main actor, like, I have kind of a problem with. Oh, you'll like it. Kind of cheesy. No, you like West Bentley. Yeah, West Bentley. Uh, is he good? Rachel. Yeah. Okay. Because I was like, oh my god, that guy's a good killer, dude. I wouldn't see. I don't like. I don't fucking like West Bentley. He's a fucking. He's creepy though. That's the. He's like turns off like yeah. So really I mean, so I just like it when you know, like it, like when you saw Black Christmas, the Black Christmas remake. They tried to take everything that was scary about the original Black Christmas was the fact that you didn't know what the fuck was going on, and so the remake tried to answer every little thing. I like yeah. how Maniac, the original Maniac, is the same way. They leave a lot of shit up to the viewer of 
what this killer is experiencing. And I like how even though this movie does put you in his mindset, it still it answers some things, but without really ruining them, without really over-explaining them to the point where it's unbelievable or... To the point where, like, you can literally watch Maniac and watch this as, like, a supplemental or something like that. You know, it doesn't ruin the original. It doesn't try to make it a different movie. It doesn't try to, you know, it just tries to follow it along and try to make it an updated, better movie uh, with cool graphics. Uh, So I'll just skip on next to, uh, I want to mention, uh, oh, I guess I'll just do number four with Man of Steel, just because. Uh, really, it's so it's so low on the list. I'm shocked. Mine's not really in a order. <laughs> oh, okay, no particular okay. order. Yeah, yeah, no particular order. Just because Man of Steel. I mean, the more and more I watch it, it's like I got some problems with just the way they write scripts for people nowadays. I think they write movies for idiots. I literally do. Oh, I agree for sure. That's why it's like even Especially Gravity. Oh yeah, Gravity's awesome, but they write movies for idiots. So when those when those characters are talking, all I hear is like I'm talking to idiots now. This is why you should care about me. But that's why like it seems like independent film is in some ways more more interesting because those those movies are made assuming that you're not they're made for a very specific audience and they just assume that you are yeah. The person that you're, you're, you're talking to, yeah. Yeah. the audience. Well, I don't know. All like, like, to me, all movies used to do that. All movies well, used did. to pretend yeah. that I'm a character in my world. You're listening to me talk what I would be mm-hmm. saying to this person. Now movies are just like, that was before hey, the guys, this here. is what we're doing here yeah. in this scene. Watch along. Yeah. It used Man. to be. I, I see. I like that. All, you know, I like the idea that like they used to put forward. Uh, intelligent discourse in film <laughs> that you had to if you didn't get it that mean you that means you had to better yourself to understand what was right, happening right. You, you were it was like your detriment that you're missing this stuff yeah. now it's the other way around it's like we have to cover our bases so everybody loves us so we have to talk down to the <laughs> lowest common denominator make yeah. sure you didn't miss this yeah, yeah. Whoa, are you sh- yeah thor flies with the you know <laughs> yeah but sure you I, got that we'll reestablish that in the next scene too. but i do have to say for i mean Watching Superman just punch the shit out of Zod was just like, ah, oh, it's just like, that's what I want. That's it's like, like dwarves busting out of barrels. It's my, well, it's just my movie porno. It's I just know, like, it's know. that shit you, you can't see. You can't see. You haven't been able to see it. I want to see it look better and better and better. Yeah, all right. It's you know, it's like, it's like, I got, I got my wolf, man. It's like the new Godzilla movie, <laughs> you know, coming good. out in 2014. It's just like, dude, you've always seen a guy in a suit, always seen a guy in a suit, you know. It's like, it's cool to see these things you can only imagine, you know, even if they're just simple concepts as two guys punching each other or something, you know. Uh,. My next one will be Iceberg Slim, Portrait of a Pimp. It's a documentary. <laughs> What's this? It's a documentary. Wait, Slim. Hold on. Am I Hold on. Drunk? I'm Did going to. You're definitely right. drunk. That's for sure. <laughs> Iceberg Slim. Iceberg Slim, Portrait, of a, portrait of a Pimp. Now, like the reason it. why everybody should check this out is because Iceberg Slim was a novelist in the 70s. Supposedly. Like, a lot of what we know from movies and books comes from this guy's, like, real-life experience. Like, this guy, you know, lived the life of a pimp, went to jail, then uh, for some reason started writing about it. And he's got, like, shitloads of books. And uh, the, the documentary is narrated by Ice-T, of course. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah, fucking man. pimp lover oh, himself. <laughs> but, no, it's just an awesome movie about... 
about uh, just this guy that, you know, just like any writer, any writer isn't necessarily, you know, what we think of as journalists or people on fucking TV or whatever, where the real journalists are people that just live the day-to-day life and somehow write down their memoirs, whether it be fiction or nonfiction. Because uh, uh, I know this Iceberg Slim guy, I know he did do both. I want to say he mostly did uh, mostly did fiction, but it had like his real life uh, situations in his fiction. But the documentary is just really awesome. It's just really interesting. I mean, there's not a lot I can tell you about it, just because I mean, I mean, it's simple. I mean, it's a simple premise or whatever. But yeah, you have to check it out. It's just awesome. I mean, it makes you want to read this guy's books just to see what you know, a fucking pimp is actually like, you know, just to see what that type of lifestyle is. Uh, I'm saying Kick-Ass 2, because Kick-Ass 2, even though I loved Man of Steel, I had everything I wanted in, like, the uh, special effects and the whatever, Kick-Ass 2 actually had, like, the heart that, like, every superhero movie should have. Let alone, I think, being one of the best sequels to just almost any movie, just because sequels always feel like a rehashing of the characters. I haven't seen Kick-Ass 2, I mean... No, no, I don't have seen it either. It's it's awesome. I mean, it's one of those movies like you can you can watch Kick Ass and then watch Kick Ass Two right after, and you get the night just see a nice continuation of the characters. It doesn't feel like they're just trying to rehash things. Uh, There's uh, there's a few things. Uh, Everybody did come back for the sequel. Yeah, everybody except for except the director. Well, no, yeah, and there was one one kid that played a friend who's really not that important. Yeah, that doesn't matter. You know. It wasn't the funny guy from part one. You know, he's back. The funny yeah. friend, whatever. So, but I don't know. It's just a really... And plus it has, like I said, Superman was really missing that inspirational heart. Where Kick-Ass 2, like, it almost like bookends with the first... Like, if you're watching the... I'm not going to, like, ruin it for everybody, but when you watch the first one and uh, the kid is getting robbed with his buddy and he notices the guy looking in the window and he, you know, mentions something with the uh, narrative about, uh, look at this asshole here, you know, but what would you do? You know, you're just looking the same way. And Kick-Ass 2 really, like, bookends nicely, almost that same point, but in the opposite end of the spectrum of, like, why you should be the type to, like, chase after that type of person. or But, like, so Kick-Ass 2 is the reason I love superhero movies. You know, pure and simple. It's amazing. Um, so let's see, that was, that was, uh, I did, I did one, two, three, that was four, that was four. I will say, man, I had a lot that everybody else already did, so for some reason I don't feel like doing them now. I want to say two guns, that was like my big shocker, I like just watched it this morning, it was my big shocker, and I wanted to, you know, I, I always, watch this now. well, I always I mean, try I watching watch movies that are based off of comic books, you know, just because that's like kind of the go-to now. It used to be like, oh, write movies based off of novels, but I guess now the producers don't even want to spend time reading novels, so they're just going to read the six-issue trade paperback yeah. and be like, this could be adapted into a movie. you know. But this is one on the long line of, like, you got, like, American History X, Road to Perdition, you know, it joins those, like, crime comics, you know, where it still has, like, I mean, it is a funny, funny movie. Not because it's a comedy movie. It doesn't play like a comedy. It doesn't exist in that world. You just have two characters that, like, are so good with each other. And I guess Denzel Washington and Mark Wahlberg are actually friends, so their friendship actually really comes off on the screen. And I don't know how much is based off the comic book and how much is uh, of the uh, the writer that adapted it, but, I mean... I- it's just, I mean, there's, this movie doesn't need, unlike The Fucking Hobbit, this movie doesn't need a cheesy romance story. I mean, it does have kind of a love interest in the movie, 
but it all works with the plot. It's not just there so you relate to these guys, blah, blah. I mean, so this movie's 100% story. 100% story. You know, with some comedy, with some whatever, but I mean, just nonstop. Like, I can't wait. I hope they do a Three Guns, which the comic book writer just uh, came out with the sequel to comic books the last uh, few months or so. So I'm hoping they do, because this was like, to me, like a shocker. you like, I mean, I didn't, I just didn't think it was going to be that good. It was hilarious. Yeah, I haven't mm. got around to watching it. But meanwhile, I've been to me watch that and uh, kick ass. So. <laughs> you got to. And I just want to make honorable mention to Tai Chi Hero. If you haven't seen Tai Chi Zero, which I want to say came out last year, then Tai Chi Hero came out this year. Some, like, an awesome... Uh, I think that's on Netflix, though, too. Right? Yeah, they should be. And there should be a third one coming out here soon, because it's one of those movies where if you watch Tai Chi Zero, you're like, that movie's amazing, but it ends with this, like, boat coming with this weapon. You're like, oh, my God! And then you got to watch Tai Chi Hero for the, I mean. So what's the third one called? I don't know. I'm not sure <laughs> yet. Because, because it does, it no, starts like that. He starts hero. off, he's like uh, a complete loser in the first one. Hero. Then by the second one, hero. he helps the village. Yeah. And I don't know, Tai Chi, like, I don't know, God, or I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. <laughs> tai Chi, find rain. out next Euro. So those are my, like, best picks. Like, uh, I think I agree with Sean. This is, like, the weakest year for movies I've ever seen in my life. But that's probably because they're in production for what's coming next year, which we're going to talk about right after. Uh... <laughs> nice tease. <laughs> All right. Uh, so this is Colin. I'm going to go... Uh, five to one, I guess. Uh, number five, I got uh, The Lords of Salem was one of my favorite movies. Uh, yes. That was uh, Rob Zombie's, like Rob Zombie's a director who's, he's interesting to me working in, you know, as a filmmaker working in the horror genre. Not entirely successful. I mean, you look at like <laughs> yeah. uh, House yeah. of a Thousand Corpses <laughs> is kind of scattershot. Uh, <laughs> Halloween, his, his remake to Halloween, I would say is interesting, which is better than being boring. Yes. It's interesting what he did. Um, Halloween 2 is boring. Halloween 2 <laughs> is a son of a bitch. Halloween 2 <laughs> is like a movie where I, you know, like, because I, I saw Devil's Rejects, I think, until this, and maybe still is his best I think so. Film. I, think I mean, that's the sure. best that's match of sensibility to concept, you know, I mean, like, that yes. just follows it right through. It's a harrowing film. Harrowing. I mean, really powerful. I saw it in the theater. It was like, it was yep. uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, Halloween 2 is like... It's almost like a movie made by a guy who doesn't know how to fucking make movies. You're just sitting there going like, I can't believe that the guy who made these other three movies made this movie. But nice. Lords of he Salem, he was pissed off making that movie or something. He has like he has his reasons yeah. for you know. He's explained it. I'm like, I think it was I see what you're going for here, dude. But like, like no, it, it was it uh, was like when George Lucas made Episode Two. He's like, fuck you, people didn't like what I no, did. Here, no. take this. He has he wanted to do post traumatic stress syndrome. Mm, I think it kind of that's what he's like. Finally, someone gets it. He pointed to a review where it was like all about PTSD, and I'm like, "There's still too many fucking problems to let <laughs> yeah. that slide in that movie." But uh, Lords of Salem is this—it's uh, a story about these, uh, like about—is it about witchcraft? It's kind of like it's a Rosemary's a, Baby. Yeah, it's definitely Rosemary's retold Baby retold for the modern day, where these 17th century witches put this curse on uh, this descendant of their enemy, uh, the old John Hawthorne, uh, the, the the character from The Crucible. He's a real-life guy in Salem and, uh, you know, want to give birth to the Antichrist through her uh, his descendant. And um, it's just, it's a movie that has, like, a really super powerful, uh, 
really suffocatingly bleak horror atmosphere. I mean, more so than like, you know, maybe any movie that I saw this year. I mean, it's just like oppressively thick, dark, like, you know, crushingly <laughs> awful. The atmosphere of this movie, it has uh, some, you know, he does some interesting things with, uh, you know, the, his casting his stunt casting where he kind of does like a Quentin Tarantino thing bringing all these people back from, you know, old to movies. Traumatize well, he did that with all his movies, though. <laughs> Devil's Reject, all his movies yeah, had yeah. Old, just some old actor. He just likes oh, to sure. do that, which yeah. I think it's awesome. You know, I like to see any horror movie that's like, oh, my God, it's the chick that played the it's girl. Yeah. Souls. Yeah. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Maria, yeah. Maria Conchita Alonso shows up in this one. And, uh, <laughs> Magenta from uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just a bunch of people. Yeah, but they don't always show up topless. Yeah, there's some really, <laughs> well, like, well, but he, got, he got the uh, idea there's some really like ugly uh, witch nudity in this I think which yeah. traumatized Brent yeah. when he saw yeah, the I was going to say yeah. Brent's told me about this <laughs> yeah it was a bad it was uh, a takeaway but that comes from Roman Polanski did uh, uh, a movie a version of Macbeth in the 70s that did that with the three, the witches. three witches naked That's what I'm and saying, there were these dude, ugly overweight all like, Rob Zombie uh, does yeah. is remake other movies and tries to put them together into his own movie almost like what Quentin Tarantino does for Grindhouse yeah. flicks Rob Zombie's Rob trying Zombie to do that for all his favorite stuff Quentin Tarantino, but he just I don't doesn't think know how to do thing. it. I, it well, is when you can't do it. Yeah, but we I just would say, lost. I would a, say a Lords of Salem is a successful. <laughs> I have no judgment because this is all based on Lords of Salem. I have a feeling. I don't have know. you seen Lords I of have Salem? Not. Well, no, I've he got does another it in, in Devil's Re- he, in all of his movies. They're odes to you know sure. things that have come before it for sure. But uh, this one, I thought you know, just was. Uh, I don't know. It just it, it had like this vibe. I mean, it was a very like you know I don't. know. I had more that I was going with there, and I, I, I've lost it. But, <laughs> well, no, I, I totally agree it's with you. It's very thick atmosphere. Thick. Well, in the visual, the visual, there we go. It was the visuals. Uh, Once again, the visual. Well, we, we, it's a very, he's a very strong visual director, and it, it's a movie with he's very He's a production strong, designer, not a director. But I think, well, I, I think that there's both. But I think he's, when I saw the movie in the theater, I was, it was one of those things where I was sitting there going like, my God, this is like I've I've sat there and watched like Alejandro uh, Jodorowsky films, David Lynch films of the past, uh, Roman Polanski, Stanley Kubrick. Uh, you know, I mean, like all these guys, like I can see their work in Lords of Salem. It's kind of like this bad acid trip version of like, you know, somebody who watched all this stuff and rolled it together. And I sit there and I go like, you know, I watched Dario Argento like, you know, you know, Inferno. And like, man, I really like that movie. But imagine seeing that thing in on the big screen, like for the first time. It had to be bewildering as all fuck. And that's what Lords of Salem was to me. I'm like, I can't believe I'm seeing like somebody actually has released this movie to theaters. And I was kind of sitting there like in awe of this thing, going like, I, you know, because it's made for a very specific audience, and I'm that guy, kind of like Tom saying for The Hobbit, like I am on the wavelength of Lords of Salem. I can't imagine that there are a lot of people who are, and that's why when you're sitting there say, watching it, you're think going that was like, a fluke. The what? I mean, after doing Halloween one and two, do you think they're like you get? You know, carte blanche of the next movie you want to do, and we'll release it. Well, no, the way that it get that in his next movie, the way it came about was uh, the guys who did uh, the Jason Blum, uh, the Blumhouse, the Insidious guys, right? Mm -hmm. They, uh, the Paranormal Activity producers, they do these movies for like a million dollars. They don't cost anything, but they give the director, you know, James Wan, and you know, you get the guy who did Saw. You can go do whatever you want. He did Insidious, uh, Dark Skies, all this other stuff. But uh, they gave Rob Zombie like a million five and said you can do whatever the fuck you want. 
it only came out in like 500 theaters. So we're lucky that it came out here in you know where we live. But uh, really, was it that? Yeah, limited I mean, a release and everything. It, it, it hasn't that low well. budget. I mean, it, I, I imagine it's probably a financial disappointment. But you know, I think probably it has some of the best reviews of his career. But that's uh, number five. Uh, number <laughs> four. Where to go? Uh, Spring Breakers. Uh, oh, see, I almost right. put that on my list. I almost did. Man, I've heard some good things about this movie. All right, yeah. so I went into this I movie seen like really uh, apprehensive because it's from Harmony Coin, Coin, whatever the fuck his name is. He did a movie called Kids years ago that like really rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. I was just like, this movie is just disgusting. Seen Gummo? No, I haven't seen this that. It's the one fucking either. worst movie ever oh, made I in existence. Okay, I I can imagine, right? Based kids on kids on. that like cuz I heard, you know, Spring Breakers or whatever, and I'm like, what the fuck is this guy doing? And I'm like, okay, you know, let's give it a shot because there's the appeal of I guess like these four post Disney princesses in bikinis. It's like that's, you know, the advertising materials for it. And you get into it and as I'm watching it, it's all like these garish, you know, colors and, you know, this frenetic kind of editing and this very naturalistic uh, way of shooting that recalls something like kids or something, but it's more fictional. It's more like a, you know, there's an actual narrative there. James Franco, I think, in this movie, gives maybe hands down the best performance of the year <laughs> as this kind of whacked out like he's a drug dealing rap star in Florida with like you know he's got like the silver grill and like all he's in dreadlocks and it's just like I mean we give the guy a lot of shit because maybe in something like Oz the great and powerful you know everybody's giving him shit for that it's like maybe okay we you know we don't maybe see is this but the range of this guy that you can go from, you know, being a soap star actor to Oz the Great and Powerful to Rise of the Planet of the Apes to As I Lay Dying to, you know, the uh, This is the End yeah. to something like Spring Breakers is like, wow. And the thing that, that I came away with by the time this movie was over uh, was that this is like a modern day version of Scarface. It's the, the, it's the search, it's the Generation Y search for the American dream through crime. Like, we're just going to take what we want. It's done in that kind of, like, Miami, Florida, like, you know, uh, you know, colors and with the, well, the soundtrack about Coke, and all that right? stuff. No, not really. They're bankrupt. They're, like, robbers. Oh. Yeah, they just rob, you know. But uh, they're, like, but they go in with bikinis and stuff and they rob... It's yeah, it's a really interesting movie if that's your kind of thing. But, I mean, it is... It's a crime drama kind of but it's uh, an interesting. Yeah, we heard some good things about that. Yeah, I would recommend definitely. I've recommend never it. heard a thing about it. Really? Uh-huh. <laughs> Not a thing. It's good. And like, almost, I would never even think to look at it. Like at that. times, it feels like a documentary. Like they, it almost feels like they went down there during spring break, and they probably did, and just shot like parties because yeah. so much of it feels Woo! so. Like, like real, you know, like like the shit that goes on. It's not like staged. It's like those girls sure. are actually getting arrested or those girls are actually drunk. Or and those guy. ones are vomiting all over the place. Yeah, but they yeah, got right. their actors like in there. Some, yeah, it really does. It crosses that barrier of like it feels like, you know, that in staging it, there was like we just threw a party and fucking set cameras up and yeah. the actors <laughs> knew what they were doing. I mean, it's got I've that kind of... I've heard someone describe it as like you're watching it's like you're, you're, at first you think it's like a fucking terrible movie and then like suddenly... Yeah, you like, gotta stay with it's it. Like, it's like you think it's a terrible movie 
and then all of a sudden it becomes like this genius work of art. Because at the beginning it comes can't. off, it's really like hyper aggressive and in your face with like the dubstep, you know, and the fucking, Dubstep. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> dubstep and just like, you know, millions of titties, titties everywhere. Well, wow, hey. bad. But I mean, I gotta go like, rent this movie it's right like now. Overdose, right? And then it's like but it goes wild. Yeah. But it does stuff with the plot gone where it, you know, you're like, okay, this is the good girl and she's going to do this. And this is the bad girl and she's going to do this. And this is, but it, it doesn't go that way. It actually does make some interesting, you know, character uh, pathways through the. And it's darker know. than a, 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 the level of that film should be. It's, it, I think, is darker than what you would expect from a film like that, like a spring break, you know. I mean. Do you get the Scarface analogy if I said yeah, Scarface? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I kind of feel it, it, like just, Tony like Montana, the, the that's the girl's name, and, and uh, whatever sure. the fuck his name was. Sure, yeah. I can't remember what his name it, Creep or whatever the fuck. Yeah, but I mean, that's what they're after, the same thing. Would I be crazy to say that like this film could have also been like a Michael Bay film, but it would have had a completely different vibe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wouldn't have been as good, I don't think. No, not at all. Yeah. It wouldn't like painting game. Boom! Exactly. Maybe. Exactly. That's I seen right that where I was going, but that's fine. Have you seen that? Right. Yeah. Number three. Uh, well, I mean, I'm just going to add to the chorus of people championing, championing Maniac. Yes. Ooh. I think. Uh, yeah, that's movie of the year. I mean, I think, I think so. I think it's, uh, you know, it's innovative in the, the whole first person perspective. I've said there was like there was three or four things that I really appreciated about it. Uh, number one was the fact that they chose to do the whole thing through a point of view, and the the trickery that's always going on with the you know how how you shoot something like that and carry it off like you know. Elijah Wood is only seen in the reflections and mirrors. Well, and it stuff happens like a lot. Like, I'm sorry, that's the one annoying thing about that movie is they do that a lot. The reflection thing, which I don't know. To me, it kind of like like the filmmakers felt like ah, we gotta keep constantly breaking this up with his reflection in the mirror, and but I don't think I, they had to. They should have been a little I, braver. I appreciated that. It may, I don't know if this will change you your love opinion. Elijah Wood's face. No, I think it uh, it gives you the impression. It helps you, as a viewer, understand that like Elijah Wood is actually physically present there when they're shooting it. Yeah, it's not yeah, like some camera dude went camera off and guy. shot everything, He's and then he just the looped the voice in. Right? It's like he is there. You know? To me, it like dies into that realm of like hey. yeah, awesomeness. Game. It's like. Video game, it's like like you know mirrors edges, you know like the first person you shoot. Yeah, but like the like performance like, and like his face, anytime he's on screen, like this isn't an Elijah Wood that you're used to seeing. This is no. He's, he's, no, no, he is no. Not he's no fucking Hobbit. This movie, no Hobbit. Right? He was yeah. like this he's in Sin fucking... City. He was, but this, but this internalizes it. That's the thing I think that makes this movie. You know, it's like maybe it starts there. They're like maybe that's why they got the idea. Internalize it. It gives you a window into his psychosis, I want to say. Like, I understood why he was, like, why he was fucked up, why he equated, you know, like, these relationships with these girls. Like, it's fucking, it's whacked out and disturbing, but you can see it. And you're like, oh, God, this is horrible. And, like, I know what he's going to do, because this is, like, this is what he was, (laughs) this is what he's going to do. I don't know. I I think, I think, I think the, the line and why, I mean, maybe it's the brilliance of the movie. Maybe it's just me being me. I mean, like that end girl, man. She was too hot to fucking kill. So you just yeah, didn't like, you didn't hey, like the her hotter, either. the better the yeah, kill. Yeah, I mean, but that's the thing that's trying to disturb you. It, it's it's more than that. I think. I think you have. She's the one that you have the most empathy for. Yeah. Right. The other ones are all yeah, like you know models and stuff. Yeah. 
it makes it worse when he kills her because you're hoping. Well, he doesn't want to kill her. He, he doesn't want to kill anyone. I mean, no. Uh, well, he, he wants to he, keep he, her forever. Right. You know, you're hoping, doesn't. and that's the thing that like that creates the tension because you're hoping but, that this is the one that's going that to change it. Well, right. She was exactly. the only. He's she was the only other person that a normal relationship with this girl. Yeah, because she's the only one that saw mannequins as this other living thing. He's like, oh wow, really? You know, like yeah, me too. Like we share know? something. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And killing her goes against all of Hollywood's conventions. You know, I mean, that's the girl that gets away, the main girl, and. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah. I guess, I guess you're right. But I also uh, like the movie for uh, it's it, the 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 violence in this in the movie is this kind of well, it's this it's this uh, it's this warped, warped yeah. fucking yeah, twist. It's all you are. Yes, I mean, there's but. like there's scalpings and all this kind of like you know slasher violence that's usually it uncomfortable. It is. I mean, but that's that's. I think the effects, the artistry that pulled it off is like, holy shit! It's extreme that you're like, I can't believe they actually got away with that in this movie. You know that right. somebody at the ratings board didn't right. cut this it fucking extreme. thing. Still it is extreme. It is uncomfortable. But God, it is because nothing else makes me feel that It made me feel. It's a horror movie that made me feel something. Yeah, the DVD was unrated. It makes you feel uncomfortable whenever he meets these girls. It's like, well, it that was. It reads that same level <laughs> oh, of uh, all right. Hold on, the same right. level of torture. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, you know, if it makes you feel guys feel uncomfortable, oh, I rock it hard. It made me feel I, fucking <laughs> super fucking rock creepy. Fucking hard. Oh my god! Like, I felt oh, generally I still, fucking disturbed by that movie. I think it's the participation theory. Like you yeah. feel like you're in you with to, him, and I didn't like that. Yeah, I fucking didn't like. He wants you to empathize with the bad guy, which is like you're just like therefore that don't go on no top five list for me that there's this this bathtub scene where she's getting drowned and like i still you know i mean i guess i can figure out how they did it but it's tough like without doing it for real like how did they really pull that off you mm-hmm. know what i mean because it's, it's a one take brent's going to test I, these theories but i think well, that's that's work? what that's the no, other level person find out. that's well, no, the other that's, level in which yeah, it works where it's like it's impressive yeah you're like yes. how are they pulling off these camera tricks to convince you that you're seeing everything in one unbroken you know yeah. from his point of view and the other thing uh that really i liked about the movie was the soundtrack yeah which the soundtrack was is amazing kind of, yeah. it's like this 80s it was like a 70s Oh, it's amazing. Like something that Giorgio Moroder or something would do for like, what did he, he did like Flashdance and he did, yes. uh, I mean, it sounded uh, like people. It sounded I mean, like the original soundtrack. I mean, it sounded like the yeah, or, soundtrack yeah, yeah, of yeah. the original Mania. I mean, yeah. it sounded awesome. And but it's, it's in the this, vein of like Drive or something like that, you know, I mean, it's that yeah. synth. And actually that's an interesting thing because I've seen this, comp- I've seen like a blurb which says like the horror version of Drive and I'm like, are they right, getting that, that too. because of the, you know, there's shots of the city as you're driving around, and uh, and the music, which kind of has that like synth pop kind of yeah. 80s yeah. synth pop thing. It did. It, it felt music. almost a little Terminator-ish. I remember that feeling. Yeah. Like, even, if you think about like the original Terminator yeah. score, no, it felt kind. Yeah, yeah, uh, felt electronic like violence. Right. Well, this the elect- has yeah. like the yeah. fucking hated Drive. Drive is one of the best fucking movies like of the past decade. Let's stay on track. That's a different thing. Okay, number two is a movie called Stoker. Really? Have they seen Stoker? Yes. Oh, oh, you, again, all right. I almost put Dracula's the one you hated. Dracula 3D? 
Oh yeah, that's yeah. the one you hated. Well, all right, I confused them for a second. I I'm like Stoker. Know, oh, all right, yeah. Stoker all right, is all right. uh, it's a movie. It's got um, I think her name is Mia Wachowski or something. She was in Alice in Wonderland. It's got Charlie Good. He was Ozymandias in the Watchmen movie and oh, Nicole really? Kidman. And it's this kind of creepy family drama where uh, he's crazy. he's Uncle Charlie who's been away or been traveling or whatever. And after the father figure dies in the household, uh, Uncle Charlie moves in and begins exerting his influence over, uh, you know, both Nicole Kidman and her daughter. And it's a really uh, beautiful movie. I mean, to see this thing, I don't know if you're familiar with the work of uh, Park Chan-wook or Chan-wook Park. He did all the, he did the original Old Boy. Yeah. Uh, Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, Lady yes. Vengeance, yes. and uh, Thirst were all his. He did I've a segment two in Three of those. Extremes. There was the one with the guy oh. tied to the piano. Yes. That was his. But I mean, like, his compositions are immaculate. There's staging yeah. where people are moving around, like, in this timed kind of ballet with the camera. It's just, it's a miracle to behold it's got this uh i don't know it's just got this like tone and feel to the whole movie that's like really hypnotic and awesome and i think yeah stoker number two nice i like that movie a lot number one uh number one's a movie it's another independent movie it's called upstream color i've been talking about this you guys (laughs) i still haven't seen this one i want to it's uh the story of how it was made was like yeah his name's shane carruth he did a movie called primer a number of years ago which is about these two guys who discover a time machine in their garage which is really kind of it's a really interesting uh sci-fi movie mind-breaking yeah where you're trying to follow all these time lines around uh upstream color is hold on colin real quick i get the impression that you like you come home and study this film upstream yeah. color yeah <laughs> I, seen I, it I hear so much about times. it and i i've seen it like once and like it is another mind-breaking film but like you're you're i think you've got it cracked <laughs> almost i think i'm i'm thinking no seriously i think i'm one viewing away from having it cracked uh because the last time i watched it i had a couple of epiphanies that's what draws me to it it's one of those movies where like it doesn't explain itself it doesn't over explain itself it's like either you are there or you're not and you're like okay i just i don't know what the fuck's going on i'm going to go away or you're drawn in by it and you want to you know, peel away the layers and right. see what's as there. As, as long as it's a movie that says you can get there. As long as it's not a movie I that think says, there fuck is. you, you're never going to get this. No, I think, well, I Primer think was can. another one. But see, I guess it's a like challenge. dumb of, movies. <laughs> but <laughs> was, it is. like is Primer, Primer a challenge? I mean, as far as like... That's... I still haven't cracked no, that No, no, I think... I don't think a lot of people have, but it's yeah. something... I think you can keep watching and eventually like... After a long time, get it and crack yeah, it. But I think you it's gotta there. Sit down and draw right. fucking diagrams yeah, to get I've that seen movie. But I think it's did. there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Upstream colors about these two people, or specifically this one woman who is abducted uh, and fed a uh, organism that seems to that has properties that uh, like telekinetic properties or something like yeah. that. Whenever anybody is ingesting the stuff, they become able to empathize. Or not empathize. They become linked up with other people or other organisms, maybe not necessarily human, that are also infected with this thing. And they become susceptible to suggestion. She loses, like, a bunch of money because the guy, like, robs her. Uh, she meets another guy. This guy may have gone through the same kind of experience. And it becomes this really weird love story. It's cool in that the movie almost is a silent film that uses 
dialogue as a sound effect. The, the sound structure of the movie is like really interesting. There's a character who's a sampler. He goes around recording stuff, and there's you know passages where it's just him recording these sounds and how they play into stuff. But it's almost like because that was another epiphany that I had. I'm like sitting there going like, oh shit, because like a lot of the dialogue is like it plays over like somebody will start talking and then they'll cut away to like shots that happen later on and you're still hearing them talking. And I'm like, the dialogue is a fucking sound effect. It's not like you're not, it doesn't necessarily have to be linked to what's going on. And so it's the overall experience. Yeah. I thought that was the most brilliant movie that I saw this year. I mean, it's like, yeah. I mean, I was just like, you know, enthralled and trance have to see it like multiple times the best and i yeah. think amy simitez or simitez or whatever the fuck her name is she's in your next if you saw that briefly but she's also in that she's they're like these people they do like these movies this group of actors do stuff like you know 14 movies a year and all this shit but she was in this and i think she's like one of the best performances distributors have to love movies like this because it's a film that you have to watch you know, I mean, I guess if you buy it, then you can watch as many times as you want. But like, if you like, you have to watch this film like three or four or fifteen times. Yeah, but see, the distributors may not like it because like the dumb people like me watch it once and be like, yeah, that but, fucking thing's a piece of shit. Yeah, but, I don't understand it. But that goes Wait, into like how this guy. See, that's what mic. also made this kind of interesting. <laughs> was like this guy he self distributed the movie because he did Primer. He basically said, "Here's how we're going to distribute it. We're going to show it at Sundance." That's going to generate press. A week later, we're going to put it in theaters that I'm going to book these theaters across the country and put it in. And a week after that, it's going to be out on video on Amazon. You can buy it. So it was like Sundance. Can you even rent it? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's out everywhere. It was yeah, on Netflix like right away. Yeah, you can, like, basically you could get it anywhere, right? But yeah, but he self-distributed the movie. I mean, that's like, you know, Kevin Smith did it, I think, in a different way where he would well, no, he went on a road tour. Yeah, he for a while, like place. Red State. But this guy planned, because he, all, Kevin Smith said with Red State, you know, it's like, I'll, I'll four wallet, put it in all these theaters, and then sell it to somebody for distribution. Shane Carruth said, that's part of my initial rollout plan. Sundance, uh, theaters, video, like, boom, boom, boom. I was like, Jesus Christ. I was like, as soon as you heard about it, you want to see it, you're going to be able to see it within four weeks. Somehow, either it's coming to your town or it's on video. Yeah, right. And that I think is, you know, it's interesting. It's, I don't know if it's the I don't future. Think I've seen that for rent. I haven't seen it because uh, I've got a family uh, video Redbox all the time. I haven't seen it for rent yet. Yeah, I don't know if it's there. I mean, it I know not. it was on Netflix. It was, you know, just it as soon as it, for next Netflix Instant. Because I haven't seen it either. But but check it out. Yeah. yeah. What's We're our on. time? That's my, my topic. Well, I want to go through, like, okay, here's the movies that we might not have talked about just because they were released uh, within the past week or two or or whatever. But we got The Secret Life of Walter Mitty that we didn't get to talk about just because... Uh, I haven't seen it. Brain yeah. news. We got Her. Her with, I want to uh, see. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward yeah. to that with, one. Uh, I want to see some Her. Lex Luthor. Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. Hell, yes. baby, which actually comes out on DVD on the 31st. Oh, that's been on VOD, hasn't it? I can't wait for it. Yeah, I, I don't so. know. Has it been? I think so. I've seen a lot Whoa. about it. Martin Scorsese, the Grandmaster. I can't wait to see this damn movie. I thought it was going to get like a major wide release. It did. Martin Scorsese distributed yeah, a Kung came, Fu movie. Oh, really? Came out. Yeah. With but, Jane but it wasn't like Crush in theaters, not here. It didn't come out here. Well, but. yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, man, I was waiting for this movie. I like, I. It's on iTunes. I couldn't believe right it. Like, I can't wait to see this movie. That comes out uh, sometime early January. We got Blue Jasmine, which should sweep the Oscars. 
But well, Should. Woody Allen. Yeah, Woody Allen. Oh, he'll he'll definitely get a best actor, best actress, or best supporting. He always does. You think so? Always. He got nothing at the Golden Globes. Yeah, fuck the Golden. Will uh, Andrew well, Dice Clay win an Oscar? Got, people no, think no. movies that hadn't been released got something at the Golden Globes. So I think. Uh, yeah, but this one got nothing. Of the Golden Globes. Have you noticed what they started doing? Their Golden Globe nominee winners. What? What? The, uh, on Who cares about awards? Shows? Well, no, they're they're not even like the they're winners. promoting the, glo- they're, the nominations. They're as... promoting that they won a nomination for the Golden Globe. Everybody's a winner. I think you Everybody always wins. do do that. Though. No, they, they never like, did that before. Emmy nominated. Yeah, but they say winner of an, a nomination. Like they that's specifically say winner. Yeah, yeah. that's a little, that, it's that's all a money. That's like like <laughs> fuck that's, any that's awards, right? Yeah. Fuck so uh, Red Two is another one we might have not watched for some reason. Nah, I, I, I love I'm the gonna, first I'm one. Gonna, I saw I, I saw Red I Two. I I, I saw it in the theater. I, no, I've wanted to see it for a long. I just haven't. I would say I would say ignore Red Two. You're crazy. I don't want to hear that. Right Did you now. see it? Retired, no. retired, and extremely dangerous. I don't dangerous. want to hear that. I don't want any negative. Uh, and Grudge Match. We didn't mention anything about Grudge Match, but that just came out. I don't know if I can watch them. <laughs> oh, what yeah. the fuck? Red Two was no Red One. Goddamn Grudge Match. Or Aging Red Bowl versus really. Rocky. Can, could they not call it Aging Bowl? Well, oh. still, I, I want to see it. Like they made that movie for me. They know that's a nostalgic thing. That's all that is. Is like we'll get Rocky to fight Raging Bull, make a few bucks. Jake Lamont. It's gonna be better than the fucking family. Well, <laughs> I just saw the family. That what the bad. fuck is the family with Robert De Niro, yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer? Oh, they moved yeah. to France. It's like produced production. It's it's a comedy. What about you what know, about uh, Las no. Vegas? Did anyone see I didn't Last, see Last no. Vegas? No, I didn't. <laughs> no, I never. Saw you guys it. want a list of the awesome movies coming out in 2014? Yes. Yeah. Here's what you got to look Go forward for to it. next year: Jack Ryan, Shadow Recruit, I'll another Jack one. Ryan. Only this says Captain, Captain Kirk. Captain Kirk yeah, Chris, is Jack Ryan. Chris I think Jack they'll do a good job. Do we know where that is so. in like the timeline? Nope. I think it's a. Oh no! I think it's an original script. Yeah, reboot everything like before everything happened. I think it's an original script. Red October, yeah, it's before Jack everything. No, no, no. There's Jack Ryan beers. It's a reboot. It's yeah. before everything. There's a, a fantastic fear of everything with Simon Pegg. That looks awesome. I haven't seen. Cool. It looks there, crazy. Is there a trailer for this? Yeah, there's Ooh, a trailer. Right. He looks oh, like I don't oh know. He's got some sort of weird phobia. Hmm. Right. It looks the the trailer is awesome. Nurse 3D. Oh, yeah, I've heard of this one. Yeah. yeah, I made fun of this movie so much when I heard the title. <laughs> but as soon as I saw the trailer, I'm like, that chick's in it. Oh my god! And it looks like it actually. Does some thrown in your face from, like uh, Enter the Void? Oh yeah, and she was also the, sister. Uh, the whore that had a kid with Michael Whore. Shannon in uh, Boardwalk Empire. Uh, Paz de la Huerta. Yeah. Oh, is that her? So, uh, no, okay. she's gonna be awesome, dude. I can't wait to see that movie. Like I said, it looks like the 3D actually is cheesy 3D. Oh, it's I like not cheesy just 3D. Death. Throw yeah. shit at you. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Okay, we got Monuments, man. That's coming out. I like here. that. looks good. That's, a, that's a George that. Clooney directed one, right? Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. It. That one looks yeah. good. I just yeah. can't. Anything with John Goodman, John Bill Goodman. Murray. Yeah, John Goodman. Matt Damon, George it, Clooney. Dude. Oh, yeah, that's going to be good. It's like World War II, uh, Ocean's Eleven. Like, yeah. I'm in. It's going to be sweet. Actually, my, my, my January is actually like 100% packed. <laughs> right? Because I got like uh, Survivor. Lone Survivor. Lone Survivor. The Mark Wahlberg movie. That looks actually good. And then there's like, I think. Hercules. No, oh, no, no, no. Wait for the uh, wait for the one with the rock. With the rock, yeah. yeah that one looks shit. more interesting. Gotta... <laughs> there's like what? There's like three hundred. Uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't put yeah. that up on here. Three hundred. Like, uh, yeah. 
What's next? So we got Robocop. Robocop. Up I want to see this. It's going to be the best. They do. I like I can't wait. I just saw like a new tagline. I don't know if it's just for the comic books, but the tagline is we have the future under control. Yeah. I was like, that's awesome. I love it. This is starting to look like a totally like dystopic future uh, Robocop. Can't wait for it. We got Muppets Most Wanted, which looks like a really funny uh, sequel to Mo- No, it looks so funny. <laughs> Fucking Evil Kermit. Uh, yeah, it looks really? so funny. Evil Kermit. It's, uh, it's like a Russian... Some Russian villain that looks exactly like Kermit that they swap places with. A Russian frog. Yeah, oh, it looks so funny. And Tina Fey plays like a Russian. Like, if anything, this is going to have the celebrity guest stars that the first Muppets didn't have, okay. you know? Okay. Uh, Cat May 2, Captain America Captain, 2, The yeah, Winter Soldier. that one looks really good. It looks, I hope it's good. It better be. Uh, I think the director... Before we start. Sounds like he's... Uh, Does anyone want to get out? Did you see the, that 10... Well, no, you didn't see the Hobbit, no, I, right? No, I, no, the I didn't see The 10 minutes that. of no. Captain America, that whole scene where he beats the people up in the elevator, oh, it was awesome. Yeah. It was so cool. <laughs> it kind of feels personal. <laughs> Nothing personal, Kent. Then we got Amazing Spider-Man 2, which is going to, like, God, if anything, kick off Sony's Spider-Verse, you know, like Sony wants to I'm actually kind of interested yeah. in that I gotta go back and watch like, I'll stick with uh, what we talked about and how we feel about that movie from what Colin said but it's gonna be, dude, I, I gotta go you back guys see the, like in 1990 whatever that movie would have looked like oh yeah, yeah the trailer yeah, yeah. Colin like, said in 1991 it's just like, it's just like <laughs> yeah. did yeah, you see the right. trailer in 3D no no but I don't it, think it was, 3D would have helped no dude 3D helps Spider-Man to it the did. trailer it, yeah it did yeah that 3D trailer was fucking <laughs> yeah. awesome. That 3D trailer was awesome. Oh, that was man. awesome. When he's, I was uh, like not on board with Spider-Man at all. I'm like, I fucking hate the new Amazing Spider-Man. I saw that new trailer in 3D. I'm like, I might give Spider-Man a second dude, chance. When Spider-Man's running away from Electro, and you know, and, I mean, dude, Spider-Man, he comes off the screen, dude. I'm like, I'm down. I'm yeah. down. To yeah, I can't uh, wait for the Spider-Man. Maybe that would movie. make it better seeing that movie in 3D. I saw, I saw the first one in maybe 3D. Maybe I'll have to see it was the barely one in, 3D. in 3D. Yeah, but this looks like it yeah. shot or so because even him swinging, yeah, it looks pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah. This one in 3D. I saw it the I great, saw the trailer. I mean, like I said, I don't know. I mean, any superhero, it doesn't matter. They got to get the cheesy ones. I mean, look at the Tim Burton movies. You got to get the cheesy one's out that way they know this makes money then you'll like in another 10 years you'll have a director that's like what if we thought about this in the real world always first it's got to make money because all these Captain America Thor these are fucking cheesy movies but once they prove it has money and people are like we want to continue to make money what if we think about this more realistically oh then we're going to start getting depth so you always gotta it's going to take time guys like Amazing Spider-Man 2 to me already looks Ten times better than the Sam Raimi verse. It's not a cartoon. Oh, yeah. Well, I thought that well, was yeah. the first one. Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. Godzilla, guys. Godzilla. This is going to be a dumb movie to see next year. <laughs> Fucking Godzilla, dude. Yeah, Godzilla. Godzilla. See it in D-Box if you oh, can. Yeah, well, that's where I'm like, after, after Pacific Rim, where do you go? Like, you've already but, seen the but this, giant monster But this doesn't look so faint. It doesn't look know, so yeah. fantasy I, it, world. This looks like really disaster cool. yeah. fucking pick, man. Yeah. This is what I want in a monster movie. Yeah. This is that be might sweet. be the angle that, and I saw Monsters, the one that uh, the yeah. director did. Before, right, yeah, so. he did before that. Which that was really good. I like that one. I can't wait, dude. How to Train Your Dragon Two is coming out. This looks good. I, I love the first good. movie. The first one's great. First like, one's if you great. haven't seen it, it's like, oh, it's for kids. Eh, no, see no, it's it. not. If you it's like dragons. Great. It's fun. It's a fun fantasy movie that it really is. It's gonna give you just a little bit something that you know. It's not full of elves and dwarves and orcs, no. so you're not gonna see the same thing over again. And a lot of good voice acting from a lot, a lot of, of celebrities. Good. Fucking Craig Ferguson, like and, uh, Jonah Hill's in it. Oh, it's man. got Jay Baruchel. Oh, it's a great uh, movie. I can't wait up. for the sequel. Like, I mean, I wanted to start watching the cartoon or the uh, 
TV series as soon as it started. I was like, <laughs> How to Train Your Dragon TV series? I'm there. No, well, this looks God, good. Yes. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> so then we got Guardians of the Galaxy, which should be coming out here. Uh, Rocket of Raccoon! Rocket Raccoon! Of course. It'll be awesome. We also I just have want to see Rocky uh, X Men: Days of Future Past. Yes, yeah, I'm really looking that looks good. Hopefully, I don't know. I I don't have. Good I don't know. I want to. I'm really looking forward to Brian Singer getting back in X Men. Maybe it didn't help him for any. I mean, the only reason he's going back to that is because yeah, he's like he, he failed at everything. Yeah, he Jack fucked up. He fucked up everything Valkyrie, else, and now he's going back to what's safe. Yeah, everything. Yeah. He's Still, done I'll take it. Yeah. Superman. Not, not a fan. <laughs> no, I'm usual suspects in like the two X Men movies. Like you want to say like all I care about. Like if you want to. Say like, oh, Amazing Spider-Man Two looks like something that would have came out in the nineties. It's like, fuck! I wish one of the X-Men movies would look like that. <laughs> Just look that colorful mm. and like cheesy and fun, you know? Because all those X-Men movies are fucking dull. Well, I want to see it, but the new tra- the trailer for the new X-Men movie is just kind of like, eh, okay, it's a new X-Men movie. Yeah, and like, so what? Professor X is going to be all mopey because he's in a wheelchair. Oh, great. Who wants to watch that fucking movie? Well, I'm pretty movie? sure he was like dead, like his body blew apart in the end or whatever. We'll figure Who it out. Who knows? <laughs> uh, supposedly, this is like, uh, these last two are kind of like, they're, you know, they're confirmed, but who knows, depending on production, if they'll come out. We got Fast and the Furious 7. No, oh, Teenage Mutant wow. Ninja Turtles. Uh, uh, oh yeah, Bay. right. The new one. The new one. I'll watch it. It's got like the worst cast I've ever heard of. Uh, uh, what's her name? Megan Fox. Megan Fox. Fox I've heard Whoopi Dale. fucking Goldberg is in it. Uh, Will <laughs> Ford. Oh. Uh, well, Will Arnett, which I do like. Will Arnett a lot plays uh plays Vern, which was a dipshit from the cartoon show. <laughs> really? Yeah, dude. Vern. Oh my god, it's gonna be bad. I'll uh, still William Fitchner plays Shredder for some reason. Yeah, what the fuck is uh, this? He's not a Japanese guy. He's not a Japanese no, guy. Yeah, what the fuck hmm. is that? I But maybe him. we're living in the new world. Maybe can you be <laughs> can you be like an American Shredder Japanese is a guy non, named non denominational? Yeah, I don't know how that's gonna work. <laughs> yeah. All right, whatever. And then we got Sin City too, which with oh, God yeah. God this, loving, this wait, will come out. I see is this it a dame out. to kill for or a dame I've to seen die both. for. I've seen both. It's well it's a dame to die for. And I've seen the American version of the poster says a dame to kill for well, but they're redoing it i so hope so i've always too. heard that dame to kill for and then they're like they're no, we gotta well, change it they're redoing dame it, to it die is, for. it's I'm a like, dame to die fucking, for it's the same with jack the giant killer yeah yeah jack the giant slayer, slayer. Yeah. more pc but which i don't know why i'm fucking so you can watch finally after so single, many years teaching yeah we know yeah i know good of a type i know but it wasn't that good of a movie so you know well well it was a ripoff of another lady's book that's right. Yeah. And the final installment of the Hobbit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the final Hobbit 3, the continuation of the fucking Desolation of Smog. Yep. Because you shouldn't... Battle of the Five You shouldn't Arms. title the movie Desolation of Smog if you're not going to finish your fucking uh, movie yeah. in is that movie. Is it Hobbit here and back again? Is it? That'd be nice. Yeah. That no, was it the first one? Uh, a, no, that was uh, an unexpected uh, journey. Oh, the, I think it's yeah, here and the back. last one will yeah, be it's here, here and back, back yeah. for yeah. sure. Because that's what it's called. That's all about the Battle of the Fire Army. The Hobbit, the Unexpected Journey. fucking awesome. Yeah, which we better get some talking falcons finally. Five goddamn armies. I was happy we had some talking spiders, but I need talking falcons. Mm -hmm. And we only had talking spiders because he put the fucking ring on. Yeah, that's I like anyway, those are like the way they did that. Eh, It was all right. But still, why not? If if, If if you're going to have talking spiders, talk. Why can't the spiders uh, yeah. and falcons yeah. talk? That's true. That's it's all irrelevant. It's all, all right. exactly. Fucking so fancy words. that's <laughs> the movie wrap-up. That's 2013. Right. 2013. Stay Woo. tuned for more exciting adventures from the Saturday Night Next Freak year. Show right here every Saturday night on whatever you're listening to us. 
on. The computer. Yes. <laughs> Until then, iPhone. adventurers, we'll see you.